What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Granny's Peach Tea. Uh, this is episode 10, so we're into double digits. Yay us. Uh, and we got a huge episode for you guys today, man. Uh, we, we're, we've been waiting for this one for such a long time. I think it was honestly before, like when we were talking about starting the show, we were like, man, let's count. Uh, Jason, actually, it was your idea to count down to uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, and it just so happened that we, when we started, we had the exact amount of weeks as there were DCEU movies leading up to it. Yeah, it was it was a mistake, but almost we had it. We, we had to do two shows in one, so we had almost. Yeah, but but that's only because we missed a week. Had 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 Eddie not gone on vacation, we would have uh, it would have taken right. us directly into it. That's right. I, yeah, blame Rick. I, I just, I'm not, I just no blame. Him. No blame. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Um. All right, so we're we're here. We're happy, guys. I know we had the week off, so thank you for jumping back with us. But we had a lot of th- big things drop. I mean, we had Falcon and Winter Soldier getting started, and we had uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, released on Friday. I mean, on Thursday. So big things coming our way. So we're not gonna we're not gonna dilly dally around too much. We we got a lot going on. So Jason is gonna get us started into the CW verse with Black Lightning episode five. All right, Black Lightning Episode 5. The biggest takeaway you need from this is that uh, the actress, and we did talk about this, but the new actress playing Jen, uh, his the Pierce daughter, the younger Pierce daughter, uh, that is the new actress. The, the old actress had left. Uh, so this episode really centers around the family uh, coming to terms with this is now who their daughter is and what their daughter looks like, as well as her coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good episode. It's it's a solid episode. I don't. It's not one of the best. I think they uh, you know they, they were thrown this curveball. The actress wanted to leave. They had to deal with it, uh, and you know they're dealing with it. And that's what this episode is. So I can't knock it uh, for it. Um, you know, there's some great uh, there's some great James Remar stuff. I think uh, James Remar like giving like having these wonderful moments with the Pierce family, but also with this new woman that he's dating, but also manipulating so we can get yeah. the intel on the, the guns that can kill the metas. Um, uh, I, I actually do like this new, I think it's weird because I'm used to the old gen. Uh, and I, again, I did just binge watch this show in like a month, like mm-hmm. all the ep- old episodes, but I do dig this new actress. I think she can do, I think she's going to do well in it when she finds her footing, even though there's only like what half a season left. Yeah. Um, I think, let's see, uh, important things to know also about the show that, uh, I might have made zero bright predictions about, uh, WandaVision, but I called it when I said Tobias was going to become the mayor. You did. Right. And sure I did. also pretty sure I said that he probably had something to do with the mayor's assassination and they kind of are hinting to that. Um, so I think we're definitely going to get Tobias as mayor at some point. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, and Lala. Lala, who I, I feel is like my favorite, most underserved character in the show. Like he's been there from the beginning and they never really do it much with him. And I get it because Tobias is so enigmatic. You always want him being the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lala's a guy who can't die. And so, uh, and this was, an, I actually wrote this on my thing. Like they put Lala in concrete with three exclamation points. Cause yeah. they, knowing that this guy can't be killed, his rival, uh, the, I, I don't know her name, but she's the female, uh, gang, gang leader of the, uh, rival gang who they were supposed well, to mention her name in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just rewatched it. I don't she only appears in this, maybe she appears in a couple episodes in the third, but she's not very mm-hmm. memorable in the last seasons. 
Um, but like they're supposed to have a truce and they both set each other up in the last episode. So in this one, she decides that since he can't be killed, they're going to Han Solo him in concrete and she's going yes. to hang him <laughs> on her freaking wall, like with him half in, in and out of concrete. I thought that was a wonderful point. That was awesome. Um, yeah, that, that was awesome. So, I mean, overall, I think it's a really, it's a solid episode. It's not one of the best, but it's not bad because I don't think the show gets bad. So, uh, you know, so definitely watch and enjoy it, uh, but there's not much, except for what I mentioned, there's not much about plot movement in it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't further the, the plot too much, but I mean, again, it, like, at, um, you know, if you want to say at its stalest episode, Black Lightning is still, I mean, it's got, it's 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 up there for the best CW show. I mean, oh, hands down. going, yeah, and arguably mm -hmm. it is still, um, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to throw that mm -hmm. to Superman and Lois just yet. But they're obviously in contention, uh, but they're only a handful of episodes in. So they got to give a full season of quality, and then let's let's see where that goes. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a really strong episode. I thought the scene um, when Black Lightning goes ahead and, and saves um, the couple that is uh, that is uh, raided on with a no knock warrant and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. unfortunately, that was a it, it is a it is a nod, you know, to uh, the yeah. Brianna Taylor. Uh, murder, like you know, that happened in real life, but I think it's another situation where it was like, Hey, what if Black Lightning or a superhero of his elk was th around to save it because they let it play out and then they rewind it back, but with Black Lightning intervening? So I thought that was, you know, I thought that was a pretty, um, it was a powerful scene that's that's there. Agreed. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't go on for the whole episode with it, but I, I thought it was a, a strong message that, that was there, and uh, agreed, it, it was almost not. like, Well. How would this play out if we lived in a world with you know with this intervention? I I thought it really added a lot of hope to it, uh, and I also think that it was very important that the next scene is him unifying with Jen in battle, right? So it's like yeah. this this he he becomes this uh, person of hope in that moment, and then also reunites with his daughter. So I agree, it was a very strong scene, very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then if we shift over to Maybe shows that are not so powerful, or at least not on all levels. But we have Batwoman, uh, and 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 I don't want it to turn into like we're gonna rag on Batwoman every single week because that's really not. I don't think that's the case. I think Jason and I have been pretty fair when they they want to be fair about it. But the overall thing is like I I think it looked like we were finally getting closure, Jason. Like. Yeah. Yeah. To the Kate Kane bizarre mm -hmm. fake out mystery mm -hmm. that we always we've been complaining about every single week for some time, and then all of a sudden, no, we're not. Yeah. The, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. No, no I was going to say. Uh, look, I've I, I've destroyed this 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 show from the very beginning, and, and I've you watched, don't watch it, and I've watched about fifteen minutes of it. But but from what I understand from everything that I hear from you guys, you know, it's it's kind of up and down and whatnot or whatever. But here's the question that I have: is that if you were going to recast this girl at the end of the season, why wouldn't you have just done that that's, to that's start the season and started rewriting everything? Like that's it. What 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 sense does that make? Uh, none. That's that's it. Like the, you know what this show reminds me of. This show reminds me of when I look back because I, I write. I've always been a writer, right? 
And I look back on the work that I did uh, during my first really bad breakup, you know, when I got my heart broken for the first time. And it, and it was all like, you know, oh, my God, I wish this person was still here, although this person doesn't want me and they've left me. And that's what the writers are doing with Kate Kane and, and Ruby Rose. It's like she's gone. She's left. Let her go. It, it's like, why are you hanging on? She wasn't that good to begin with. And, and, and I keep saying this. And this is why this show frustrates me, guys, because I do genuinely think they have something with the new Batwoman. But every goddamn episode I have watched in this season, with the exception of two, and these were the two I liked. I am on record as saying I not only it's not that I didn't mind them. I genuinely enjoyed them. Only those two episodes were actually about the titular Batwoman. And every other episode is about fucking dead Kate Kane. Alice wants to find Kate Kane. She wants to kill Kate Kane, but you can't kill Kate Kane because Kate Kane's already dead, but the sister wants to find Kate Kane. Kate Kane, Kate Kane, Kate Kane, Kate Kane. Kane. It's maddening. Why don't they actually do some work with Batwoman, who is no longer Kate Kane, and who they've they've got an actress that actually is interesting. Let her do some stuff. Yeah, no, Jason, I'm 100% with you, and and I know we talked about it on here, but that's the thing. So these last two episodes, it looked like we were getting some closure. You know, they had the uh, the whole island there, and then it looked like the big reveal was coming that Kate Kane was still alive or dead. And we were going to find out one way or the other. We, we both agreed that we felt Sophia was kind of like stringing them along. And then she was going to find out that, oh, your sister's dead the whole time. I never had her. And then twist it. And I think that would have been fine with us. We would have been like, okay, you're going to finally move on from this situation because it's holding the show back. I'm not saying it's like going to be like the greatest thing ever, but it it can be good. I I do think it can be good. I agree with you, which is if I didn't think it could be good, I would just watch it for, for you know, like to be as trash, which I do watch stuff. But but I can't watch something as trash if I think there's something there. And I think there is something here. And yeah. and I, I agree with you. Like, honestly, had the news not broken about them replacing the actress or, you know, just re- recasting the actress, mm-hmm. I would have liked this episode because I would have been like, okay – you told me Kate Kane's DNA has been found and body parts have surfaced. You've shown me part of her bloated, desiccated corpse at the bottom of the ocean. Okay, great. We can move on. It doesn't matter what that episode did. We can now move on. But seeing that and then hearing that, no, 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 she still might be coming back. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, so the, the last scene of the last episode was... You know, it's kind of like their version of a post-credit scene that CW does. They, like, show the title at the end, and all of a sudden they show one more scene, like Flash does it all the time. Um, they show, they show a bar, like, a, um, it's like a barbershop or something like that, and it scrolls down, and it looks like, like in a sewer or a basement or something. And then they show, like, a deformed body, like, wrapped up with, like, its face covered. And um, the chain around that her and uh, Alice, Kate and Alice, both have. And it's wearing it, so you're like, what the hell did I just see? And then all of a sudden, I jump on Facebook like five minutes later, and I, bam, news instantly. It was definitely time like that. They probably were like, hey, drop this yeah. news the second it ends, because I, I watched it when it actually aired. Oh, okay. Was, no, I did. So I was like, wait, what the hell? And I turn to Angie. I'm like, they recasted Kate Kane? I thought it was over. Like, I thought that was it. But I, But I will say, though, I am interested to find out what the hell you're going to do now because you're not going to ditch Ryan Wilder. She's here. She's Batwoman. So now if Kate is in town, and by the way, lame excuse, and I'm 
curious to see how lame they go with it. They're like, oh, they're going to say like a reconfigured Kate Kane. That's why her face is wrapped up. Exactly. Well, by the way, whatever happened with just recasting people and say, hey, listen, you don't need an explanation of why they look different. Maybe you make yeah. a little Easter egg joke about it and move on, and, yeah. and that's it. Like, you don't and need all these wacky explanations. You don't. Things. And look, I get it with Black Lightning because Black Lightning is four seasons in. That was people clever. Are, that yeah. was clever, though. They tried to do a clever way to go, okay, you know what? The fans aren't going to just buy this. we got to do this. This show is a season in. Mm-hmm. And they've already gotten rid of her. So it's like they either needed to do this episode one and it just remained the Kate Kane show, or yeah. they needed to not do it this whole like half in, half out. I, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, I just commit one way or the other. But Tony's actually right. And again, it's funny, but I, I do find it funny because he's 100% right and again has watched 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's bro, logic, though. Bro, I, it really is. Just go with it. Just, just fucking do, do it. it. Like, you know, like, all right, so Marvel had to recast what, what that. Marvel's done it how many times already? You know, like yeah. they had to do it with, with Bruce Banner. They just Rody, did it. All Bruce they did Banner. was. Yeah, that was fun, Yeah, right? they just, just dude do just showed up and that was it. Okay, this is the new Rhodey. This That's is the it. new Bruce Banner. Done. That's it. That's it. No one's going to give a shit otherwise. Like, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't you... And it's not as if, like, this show was 20 years in. You know, this is not like they're trying to recast Tony Soprano. Or they're trying to recast, uh, you know... Or The Flash. Yeah, or The Flash. Let's say The Flash wanted to stop doing it. The guy who plays The Flash. Right. Then you got to sort of do some fancy footwork and figure this this shit out. Because this is eight seasons in. But, like, this, this is a season in. No, yeah. it just it doesn't make any sense. Just recast the character. Look, either recast the character or kill the fucking character off, and that's the end of it. Like, why are you playing footsie? You've been playing footsie with it the whole year. Like, I don't get that. I don't yeah, get it. It's holding it back. And honestly, they could have moved on and got better. But we will be on edge of our seats to find out what the hell. Jason, you got to admit, there is some curiosity to find out exactly how they attempt to get out of this or how they rectify this whole situation. Look, I ha- yes, train work, yes. like train work wise, like hey, do you save yourself with this or yeah, you just can just keep on compounding the problem I, over and over. I am, I am curious to how what they're gonna where they're gonna go from this, but the thing is, I just don't have much faith in the, whoever's putting this show together. That's, I mean, this, and again, I've only seen this season. Like the first season could have been great. I don't know. I, I didn't watch it. This season has not inspired me to go back and watch it. Um, but but I just. I'm interested to see where it goes out of morbid curiosity, but I don't think it's going anywhere good. Probably not. Doesn't but, seem to be. But shows that are going places good. Oh, wait, wait. Before before oh. we move from Batwoman, I just, oh. I'm just i sorry, but I just need to point out one thing. And I I'm text sorry. You go ahead. About, no, yes, I texted you about this. There was a line in that last Batwoman episode <laughs> where they made a joke about how stupid and ridiculous shark repellent on the bat on the you know the the utility belt is, uh-huh. and I laughed. I did laugh at that. And I then I watched. Then I watched an episode centered around a half dying woman going to a deserted island to find magical roses to bring her back to life while the queen of that island didn't know that the her brother who was supposed to be dead was just a guy with a flesh mask on until she looked twice and then it was just obviously <laughs> bloody viscera and flesh mask and then this sister inexplicably escapes and burns all of these roses and i went Really, the shark repellent is ridiculous because this show makes Batman sixty six looks like look like it's a Christopher Nolan joint. I'm just saying, with the ridiculousness. Boom. 
Oh man, right. that, that, is a, that is a bomb you dropped there, Jason. That is that is serious <laughs> shit right there. Um, I'm just saying it annoyed me. Oh, but but yeah, right. So, but before we do move on to the to the Flash, there is one thing we do have coming our way. They did tease Black Mask in the in the uh, preview for the for next week. I didn't watch the preview. Okay, oh, all right. Oh, you, you have to because we got Black Mask coming our way. So okay, you can see how the hell that works out. Hey, look, I liked when they brought Zaz in. So this did. maybe so maybe they'll forget about Kate Kane for an episode and let someone else do something which they're they normally don't do unless they have a supervillain. This is very true. But uh so we got Flash season uh seven, episodes three and four. Um highlights for, for these last two episodes. Again, since we're talking about two episodes a lot, we're just gonna hit the highlights quick. Uh kind of like your ESPN sports center version of it. Um so they closed out the Mirrorverse storyline. That was from last year because due to COVID, they couldn't really close that out. So they did close that out, and it looked like they moved on. They made these uh, artificial speed force like organic now, I guess, through uh, connection with Iris. That was like last week. But then just yesterday, though, they dealt with a lot of interesting things in this episode because it was kind of very much like a um, how do we deal like the the um, the new way of living in Central City and how to deal with like the trauma of the Mirrorverse because before they did shut everything down, the Mirrorverse, like Eva took over like the whole city and she's like on mirror versions of people and, and stuff like that running around doing crazy stuff. And a lot of it is centered around Barry, like feeling like he, he let Iris down. So he's like, you know, running her around the world for like dinners and vacations and all this other stuff. And, you know, through the whole episode, he is trying to like make it up to her because he's blaming himself which this Barry Allen really does feel like, you know, he does beat himself up pretty good. Uh, but he, you know, she tells him in the end that, you know, it is, it is something that, you know, like not to blame himself. Um, but Abracadabra shows up again, and he hasn't been seen in a while. Important character because he's from, I believe it's the 64th century or 67th century, somewhere in the sixties. Um, so he comes back from the future and he, in the previous season, he, and in the past, he did warn Barry about DeVoe, that DeVoe was coming. So oh, that was a pretty right. big did, deal. Yeah. He did. He warns Barry about DeVoe. DeVoe, so by the way, warning. I just watched that season, and I'm going on uh, record as DeVoe is so far my favorite Flash villain. Sorry, I didn't mean to than, interrupt you. More than Thawne. Yes, but I think that might be because I think DeVoe got to do a lot more than Thawne did. I think, okay. you know, Thawne spent half of that season pretending he was Wells. Yeah. And then we only kind of see him in and out. And he's cool. He's great. But I think on the show, the, the that that whole, like, enlightenment start to finish that season, yeah. that was really strong. And I think – and it was also nice to see Barry go up against a non-speedster. I think that was a big thing, too. 100% agreed. But sorry, I'm derailing things. No, no, but I'm no, also okay. Doing no, it's fine. We're talking about Flash, man. Um, so yeah, then. Um, so with Abracadabra coming back, apparently, I thought it was really interesting. They touched on not just like you know post Mirrorverse, but post someone who was dealing with the events of Crisis on Infinite Earths, because apparently Abracadabra had a family, which he went out and, and was seeking out the light, as Barry asked him to. And then he gets a family and everything like that. But then he gets his his uh, pre-crisis memories back. And he sees a family. And then he saw with Crisis, he lost a family. And it, it vanished because of Earth Prime now. So he blames the Flash for this whole mess. 
and, and essentially taking away his family. So Barry, again, like trying to do good, but eventually it got twisted into another way, which I thought was extremely interesting. And I actually don't know who the heck that huge monster was that showed up the end and kicked the crap out of... They don't even mention it. Like, um, no. he beats the crap out of Barry. He beats the crap out of Abracadabra. Does, doesn't he kill Abracadabra? Or did they yeah, save him? I, I, I think he died. I, yeah, I, I think they killed him. But as we know, who the hell knows? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Uncle Ben... Yeah, well, ben and the Waynes. That, that's, that's about it. it. <laughs> we can always refer back to that. Um, I think Jonathan that was... Kent. And Jonathan Kent. And Jonathan actually. Kent, yeah. We got to add him yes. to the list. Yeah, no. No, Tony. That's a dynamite thing. I, I think this whole phrase is quoted as like coined by Bear years ago. Or was it Jason? It was one of you guys that, that coined that. I never I, forgot it. I, it must have been Bear because I, I don't remember saying it. I'm sure, it was a, uh, I'm sure we were in a bar somewhere babbling about comics again. and then Probably. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, interesting episode with all of that, that setting up some things going forward. It could be the big bad of the season. But from what I am hearing, though, Reverse Flash is coming back soon, and we're going to get more of him, so I'm super hyped up for that. But Flash continue on, more solid episodes, really enjoying the season. I feel it is one of their, their stronger ones. Um, and speaking of strong shows this year, Superman and Lois. Um, yeah, I mean... It's, I mean, listen. Tony usually takes the lead on this, but he didn't get a, he didn't get a chance to. He, he's been pretty pretty hectic with with stuff. But um, Tony, are you gonna miss it? They're on hiatus after this, like, bro. I don't know what I'm gonna do, bro. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, this is like my you know. Thank God Falcon went to Soldier started, so I have you know like it's it's the problem is is that I'm so far behind in Flash and I cannot stomach Batwoman and then um. You know, Jason so and I are just, masochists in a way, so we're, we're yeah, right. Yeah. And Black I, Lightning, I liked what I watched from Black Lightning, but it's it's an honesty that like the what happened was like around the same time we were doing WandaVision. I was watching mm -hmm. WandaVision multiple times. We were doing the the DCEU stuff. We started with Superman and Lois, and it was just too much. You know, like it was just I could I can't I don't I I literally ha I have very limited time to watch what I'm watching. So if I'm spending twelve to fourteen hours a week. Mm -hmm on shows it's like it was too crazy so i couldn't get into black lightning but this show the superman and lois i have so enjoyed and i i will obviously catch up on episodes four and five before the hiatus ends but i i'm enjoying it i really am so um yeah i'm gonna definitely miss it that's for sure yeah so i'm sorry Tony, but we're gonna about to spoil the hell out of these next two of these episodes for you but we'll try to uh, not we're not going to dive in too deep again because we're talking about two but episode four was mainly focused around i think how Lois between uh, Superman and like Clark and Lois, like Lois felt like she was kind of like falling and dwindling away on the like the back burner of everything, and then like Clark is you could tell when she tells him that, that Clark's like really taken taken back by that, and he you know he has this like romantic dinner with her in the bar and stuff like that, and I think it's uh, Jordan that helps kind of like set that up, and it, it is a nice episode. I mean that's the focus of episode four, but then episode five is around the Smallville Harvest Fest. That that's a big thing there, which I thought was cool, and there was an emphasis more on Jordan and Jonathan kind of like reversing roles, you know, like in the, you know, if you want to say in popularity and things like that, you know, Jordan being a football star now and things like you can see there's a little jealousy there with um with Jonathan. Jonathan's talking about going back to Metropolis and maybe getting his life back back there and stuff like that. So there's a couple of troubling things, and then you know Clark starts thinking about it. He's like, well, I left around your age too. And then he, you know, he thinks back to, uh, 
man, I'm about to say it, Martha. And it, <laughs> why did you say that name? <laughs> um, sorry, we, we can't stop with that. Um, so, you know, he, he thinks back to that. And it, it is an interesting parallel that he, that he sees there. But Jonathan, you know, ultimately doesn't go. Um, yeah. And I, I really like I really like the stuff uh, like seeing young Clark. Like, I think yeah. that stuff with like him testing out his powers and and him grieving. Like it, the whole point is that he's grieving his dad's death. And that that's kind of like that that's the powerful moment he has with his mom, uh, who's also I don't know if you know his name Martha, uh, says like where she says to him, you know, I, I he says like dad knows that I was I was destined for something better. She's like, I, I do too. I just don't want to let you go. It was a really beautiful mother son moment with him. And again, I think this show really humanizes Superman in a way that that I, I, I just I can't get over how much I'm enjoying it. Uh, Jason, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I've said it a bunch of times. You know, um, the the relationship between Jonathan and, and Jordan is just it's phenomenal. It really is. It's just the two kid, the two guys, the guys. They're not kids. The guys who are portraying yeah. these 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 characters. Oh, they're so good. They're fantastic. They really are. And you know, it's it, it really it is humanized. It's humanized Superman. It's it's humanized. Um, you know, the idea of what Superman would be. You know, in a situation where he's married with two teenage boys, I mean, it's 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 so well done. It's so well written. It's well acted. It's it's visually good. It's it's such a good show. It really is. It's I mean, honestly, with Flash going away, this this has got to be you know their best going forward. I mean, as long as they don't you know go completely yeah. off the rails with the story, like you Agreed. know, killing Superman and uh, you know not recasting him or recasting him and saying that he's uh, actually still alive somewhere. I mean, what what <laughs> craziness would that be? I mean, really. You, you mean if they pull a Kate Kane? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they'll just find him on an island somewhere, maybe, <laughs> wrapped like a mummy. Yeah. Very strange. Sounds great. Sign um, me up. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the big thing we, the big reveal of this episode, though, is, again, we do get some Superman kicking ass at times, and mm. I think that's really important to the show, but it's not always the emphasis uh, you can see like the tension between, um, you know, uh, Clark and his and his, um, you know, father-in-law. Uh, there, the, that's getting really, really serious there, and it's you know, it's almost like can cut the tension with like you know a knife and everything. Uh, but we also find out that um, Com Captain Luther is tracking tracking things down, and apparently in his timeline, he married Lois. Now, I, I, yeah, that was like a twist I didn't yeah. see coming because he's like I investigating and trying to track down Lois because <clears throat> he's saying, hey, wherever Lois Lane is, that's where usually Superman is not far behind. That's why he's tracking her. But then we see through some like, um, was it like flashbacks or his like computer was kind of like giving him yeah, some like some, visual aid with that? Something like that. Yeah. So they, mm -hmm. they, we see that Lois and Commander Luther are there. By the way, there's also references in this episode. How Lex Luthor is a douche and he's like the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. So I'm still hoping that they're alluding to John Cryer, Lex Luthor, because I mean that would be a total shame if we don't get to see these two. Because in in the trailers for the uh, final season of uh, Supergirl, Lex Luthor is front and center. Like he looks like he's the cool. big bad of the season again. That's awesome. So you got to keep that going. So yeah, you'll actually get to see a lot of John Cryer, <laughs> Lex Luthor coming up, and he's by far my favorite live action uh, Lex Luthor. Um, Jason, you got anything to add for Superman and Lois before we move on? Uh, you know, just that uh, at the end of that last episode, when so like small thing, 
the 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 more popular kid who's not popular anymore, uh, who mm -hmm. the one who didn't get the powers, gets drunk because he's dealing yeah. with his own like issues of losing his status. His girlfriend breaks up with him, and of course they they catch him, and Clark can spell it on him. But there's a moment where Clark has like a great dad moment where he's like, "All right, you get this one because I want you to understand that I really know what you're going through," mm -hmm. and then so he doesn't punish him, and then he says, "Look." Just give give living here in Smallville a try, and if it doesn't work after a while, we'll figure something out. And then the kid goes upstairs, and Lois is like, "You're such a softy," and he's like, "I know." And it, that was just like a great like Superman dad moment for me that I just love because, again, like I've never the reason I've never really connected to Superman is because there's nothing that humanized him for me. Mm -hmm. And watching him like this, I'm like, "Oh my god, Superman's a dad!" <laughs> you know, like it just it, it makes me. It makes me really connect with the character, and that that particular scene really made me connect with the character in a way I've never been able to before. So that was the only thing I wanted to add. Yeah, there's Bert dropping in here. Uh, the show is such a great surprise. No, agreed, Bert. It's a hundred percent. I mean, we we talked about like in previous in the previous CW, um, you know, iteration like Superman. It was mainly Jobber Superman, and he was used to essentially get Supergirl over as like the you know most powerful and stuff like that. But Superman now is getting his due. Like this show is really understanding, you know, what Superman is and what he's about. Like even I think it was in episode four, was it? It wasn't this past one. It wasn't yesterday. It was the one before that, where even um, was it General Kent? I, I don't. I'm, I mean, uh, General uh, Lane tells him like mm. you're the most important yes person on this planet. Like you are like it. Like everyone, your family needs to respect and understand. That this dude needs to go. Like every time he's distracted, lives are on the line, and it's a big deal, man. It is like they really understand that. And and again, Jason, you know, also I'm not a big. I'm wearing a Batman shirt again. Not a Superman guy. Not that you have to be either or. You can be both. Like yeah. I would say, Tony is probably both. But you know, like Superman, I, I agree with you. He's never been humanized for me until now. And and I and and also in Man of Steel, which I think is what they were going for. <clears throat> And that's why that. I like those versions. I was just going to say that. Snyder tried to do it. He tried to, to humanize him, especially in, in Man of yeah. Steel <clears throat> and Batman vs. Superman. It was it was more of that, that internal struggle of, you know, what he should be doing and, it, you know, if what he's doing is the right thing. And, and there was a lot of that <clears throat> in, in Zack Snyder's Superman. But I, I really like this show because it not only shows the human side of him between the conflict between inside of him, but now it's that he has to decide, <clears throat> you know, you know, it, it, one of the, one of the questions of Batman or Superman was how do you decide, you know, what he should be doing and what he shouldn't be doing. And now it's what, now he has to decide when I should be with my family or when I should right. be out saving the world. And that makes it even more, mm -hmm humanistic you know what i'm saying so i i i really really like what this what they've done with this show and with this character and that's actually a line that comes up i think in the fourth episode uh between him and general lane where general lane says you know you gotta choose and he's like i don't have to choose i i want to be the father i want to be and that's what my that's what i'm choosing and everything else is and so i love that they even had that moment and had him vocalize it be and, and i think you know you guys are right they Snyder tried to do a different humanization of him, but this is this is something different. I don't. This is something that I've never seen tried. I'm sure it happened in the comic book, but I've not. I don't read a lot of. I don't. Superman. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't even think so. I, I think really? Not, not like, like the this. first time ever. No, <clears throat> no, not wow. like this. I mean, it's, this is this is him. Day. 
Right, and this is him as you know. This is this is dad Superman. It's middle aged. You know, I have teenage boys. I have responsibilities other than saving the world. I need to you know to to, to dedicate time you know to to making sure that my boys are on the right path and I'm doing the right thing as a father. So you know, adding that family dynamic, yeah, this is this is like completely different waters that than it's ever been tackled before. And I, and I think that, and I mean, it's I mean, it's only five. I've only seen three episodes, but it's only five episodes in, and they're doing it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, and I, and a lot of times I think they keep <clears throat> making like I think a lot of studios have a tough time making always necessarily the best Incredible Hulk movie or the best Superman movie, because these characters are so overpowered. It's like yes. bananas in a way, and they need to have like a real threat. And the only and you can't just have like the bad version clone of that character constantly fighting them. Like it gets really dull. But you, I, it almost like they cracked the code to make a Superman yes. story. I mean, this is like 75% right now, right? Would you guys agree? 75% hit dad Superman, and then that 25% mm -hmm. is... Superman, like being Superman, but I do think that though, like over the course of the season, I have a fe feeling it's that gonna that's flip. gonna balance out. Yeah, it's gonna flip around. Oh, probably yeah. gonna flip for at a point. Yeah, and that'll be great. I think that's if that's the roadmap they're following, man. Like, awesome. I and the Superman, and the Superman being Superman scenes have been phenomenal. I mean, oh, they really have yeah. been. Oh, They've yeah. been Agreed. so good. I mean, He's a no great Superman. He really is, and you know, like growing up on Christopher Reeve, and then you know, you know, you know my undying love for Henry Cavill. Um, you know, so I, I mean, those those guys have been great Superman, Superman, whatever you, however you would even say that, but plural of that. But <clears throat> but this guy here, he is really good. Now, look, if there was a whole, you know two-hour or one-hour show dedicated to just Superman stuff? Could he pull it off? We don't know. We haven't seen that yet. But the balance between the two, he's it's been really great. And it's and the stuff yeah. that they've done Superman-wise, you know, it's it's tough to do because if you know we talked about budgets with DCW shows and whatever, they've done a nice job with what they've done. Now, it, when they have more, you know, when they have more CGI stuff in later on, it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether or not that continues to keep up the way that it has so far. But mm -hmm. I mean, the scenes have been believable. They've been well shot. They've been I, I've I've really I've enjoyed every aspect of this show. Yeah, no, me, me too, man. I, I can't wait. I mean, well, we're going to have to wait. We don't have a choice until I think it's May 18th or something like that. Ugh. So we're going to be waiting around a while. But we'll have Supergirl to fill the void and jump in. She's taken down, you know, super-powered Lex Luthor, apparently, by what the trailers are saying. So that should be pretty cool. Again, I yeah. I love John Cryer as Lex Luthor. He so looks so good, good in that role, too. I mean, I have a, that's a show, again, that I haven't watched. And I, I know I'm, gonna, I'm on a comic book show and I'm not watching any of this shit. But, I mean, he looks great. <laughs> and and the, the trailer that I, the uh, the coming attraction I saw, he, he looks awesome. So I'm, I've heard nothing but good things about him in that show. I would suggest yeah. do it, just jump in and get your super fix. Get your super fix, you know, for there. It, it's good. I trust me. You'll, you'll like it. Supergirl is going to be the next one I do after Flash because I did actually do a season season one of Supergirl and I did like it, uh, but again yeah. I just fell off of the CW shows. So I think Supergirl is going to be the the only other CW show I go back. I think because we're I know we're going to cover um, what's what's the show with the team? I always forget it. Legends of uh, Tomorrow, Legends, Jason. Yeah, that's the show you're going to love. But I, I absolutely I, know I, you're going to love it. You think so? All right, all right. Because I see, again. I've seen an episode I, and I enjoyed it, but uh, I, 
I don't know, like, how far can you take that concept? But if, you, but if you're telling me I'm going to love it, I will give it a shot. I, I pegged you right for Black Lightning, and you I'm did. telling you right now, Jason, you're going to like Legends, and the first season is its worst. Actually, okay, and, it is. I, and I'm through that, so... Yeah, so it gets so much better after that, because it's an insane show, and it's an insane concept, and they were like, screw it, we're just going to embrace the bonkers insanity of it, and they have fun. Not, like, okay. in a bad way. They just decide to have fun. And they poke jokes at themselves and things like that. Like it's extremely self-aware. So uh, right. even Bert, Bert's hyped up for Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, me okay. and Bert right. talked about it offline. It, it's it's pretty awesome. All right, but, if you if you vouch for it, Eddie, then then I have to give it a shot. So I'll do Supergirl, then I'll do Legends. Exactly. Uh, trust me, I, I can't. I'm actually excited to see you watch Legends and, and hear more about it. But we have a new MCU show. We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My most anticipated show when these shows were announced. Uh, I was super hyped up for it. It was originally supposed to be the first one to drop, but we got WandaVision and no complaints because that show was better than I even thought it was going to be. And we've professed our love and we've had the White Vision Band formed by Tim and we, we've had a lot of fun with it. But it is time to move on because, like, I forgot, I think I saw a meme somewhere. It was like, you know, Dr. Strange saying, saying we are in the end game now. It's like, we're in the Falcon and Winter Soldier era now. So it is time that, that we move on. Um, I thought a really strong premiere episode, a very much of a setup episode, I, I thought, but not in a bad way. You got to set things up. And we got a lot of time to spend with these characters that we've never got into. Like, we don't know, we didn't know a lot about Falcon until right now. We learned more in this one episode than we did in his entire time previously in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And also with Bucky. Bucky's thing, I think, is interesting because. When you take a look back, and I know they kind of spell it out for you in this episode, that he's been moved from war to war. He says it to his therapist in, in the one scene. I've been going from war to war for 90 years, and he's never really had time to sit back and be like, dude, like, what the hell just happened? I've been doing crazy shit for, for that long. I need to process. I am 100 and, what do you say, seven years old or something like that? 106. Um, yeah, so that, that's something we never would have got if this was a movie. Either the fact that we're getting to spend like almost six hours with these characters, we're getting to do things that we never would have gotten to do, you know, previously. Right. Um, Tony, what were your overall thoughts of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? I thought it was a great. It's the epitome of a setup episode. So it gives you where they are now, what they're doing. <clears throat> it gives you that great scene with Falcon, you know, trying to, uh, you know, intercept that uh, the kidnapping. Uh, 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 I don't know. I forget who the character was, but I mean, what a great, what a great scene! And you know, like you watch that, and you're like, this is this is a Marvel movie. This is not a this is not a Disney Plus show. It was so well shot. It's there's CGI everywhere. He's flying around. He's you know shooting helicopters down. It was great, great scene. <clears throat> Give you a little backstory into. He gives the shield up, which is. I'm saying to myself, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Sam? Like, the dude gave you... Now, this is one question that I had, and I was I was wondering, I wanted to save this because I wanted to ask you two what you think. Mm -hmm. It's It very much seems to me that Steve is gone. Does it seem that way to you? That now Steve is, like, gone? Gone? Oh, yeah. So, hold on, hold on. You, you think he's dead? Yes. Yes. Well, no, I, oh wow. I think I think they think he's dead. I think I mean yeah, I, don't... I think like the Avengers know he's alive that he's old man like Steve Rogers 
and they kind of just told the world that he's dead because remember he did show up in far well let's say timeline wise though and far from home he shows up in that uh, memoriam thing they do show steve rogers on there but i think to the world they told him <clears throat> that he was dead so i think the if you're in the know you know i, I don't i know what you're saying though tony i agree they the way they talk about him as if he is dead but i think they're meaning more of like he's no longer an active duty you know and they kind of just want to let him be in peace yeah but this is the thing about that and i and i thought about that too but this is the thing about that is that when when sam is trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. okay when he's trying to figure out whether that shield is his or not he's thinking back to the conversation he had with steve if yeah. steve was still alive Sam could just very well just fly over to his house and say, Steve, I need some advice here. What should I be doing? Like, that, to me, seems that, you know, would would make more sense. But it just seemed like when he was making that speech and the way he turned around and he looked at that image of Steve on the wall, I I got the vibe that Steve is gone. So, I mean, I just, that's why I wanted to ask what your, what your thoughts were. I mean, that, you you, but, you might be right. I mean, you could be a hundred percent. I know it's not. A, I agree that it's not a hundred percent clear mm-hmm. what that is. I'm just saying my personal guess is that they kind of just told the world that he died, and you know they do mention that where him and Torres are having that conversation after the mission, mm-hmm. and like Torres is jokingly asking him, you know, some Bam people, right. yeah, yeah, some people think you flew him up to the moon or, mm-hmm. or something like that, right, or some right, crazy right. stuff. Right. So, but I think to me, Falcon's uh, Sam's reaction in that moment where he's kind of joking about it and laughing about it and smiling tells me that he might not be dead. I mean, I also could be wrong. You know, who knows? People grieve in different ways, so I, I'm not really sure. But you, you are making – you make good points, though. I mean, he maybe he could have had the conversation. Or maybe he's like, hey, I don't want to bother this dude. He's kind of living out his life. You know, Peggy's already passed on. Right. You know, I don't want to get into a whole back and forth with him about it. You know, he already knows what's, what Steve would tell him. It could be, but if they're if, – if they're of the mindset that this Steve is gone now. I mean, <clears throat> after Endgame, what I mean is that if, yeah. they're, if they're thinking that he's never going to come back to play Captain America again, right? It would make sense to have him just, you know, passed away, and then that was, and then that's it. That would complete the character arc. He went back. He lived his life to that point. He hands the shield over to Sam, and sometime between the end of Endgame and six months later, when Falcon Winter Soldier starts, is when he finally passed away. I mean, it's yeah. just that's just what it seems like <clears throat> to me. So I just I just wanted to to, to get your thoughts and, on that. But and I'm sure that they I'm I'm sure that they left it up in the air like that. And, and I think their point is to say, you know, yes, this character is for all intents and purposes dead. He's not. He's never coming back to take the mantle. Right. And I think, you know, so I think that that's and I think we all get that feeling. Uh, and I think the fact that they haven't, they're not answering it is sort of leaving it up to our interpretation. So I, mm-hmm. I think, and, and I think your interpretation is fair. I think that sounds, you know, that sounds legit. Um, it, although it makes me wish that there was like a cutscene in Endgame where uh, Steve Rogers just goes to Falcon like, and don't ever come to visit me because I'm fucking retired. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I just that that part of it, I just I was I was wondering because that was something that was going through my head. But uh, going to the stuff with Bucky, I think it was great. I love the scene with the uh, uh, um, 
with the what's called with the psychiatrist. I love the fact that he's got to sit there and kind of break down his his life, which has been mm-hmm. so fucked up since he since he joined the army. Yeah. You know, this is this young, you know, good looking guy, whatever, and then you know he gets captured. His best friend is now f- two feet taller than he was when he saw him last, and is now a super soldier. And he gets thrown from the train. He gets you know picked up by Hydra. All of this crazy stuff that's happened to this guy, and now he's got both his limbs. He's got, um, he's got what's it called? He's he's got a, a you know a fresh mind. He doesn't have to worry about being brainwashed anymore, which apparently Shuri has completely freed him from that. He's been pardoned from all of the shit that he's done throughout his career, right? As and long now, as he goes to therapy and right, makes amends, yeah. right, and <laughs> makes amends, <laughs> which I think I, is absolutely hilarious how I that's love- how that was done. I love that he's working the steps of making amends and they walk you through like, okay, well, uh, you know, each step and you see him kind of breaking the steps while saying he's not, but still doing the making amends. Like he still does it like he's supposed to, but it it was just such a brilliant little scene. Right. (laughs) And and I think it's smart. What I, by by the way, before we jump more into that, that opening scene, by the way, Tony, that you mentioned regarding the whole aerial battle, the crazy Mm -hmm. thing with the, with LAF, and we got to see Batrock the Leaper in the comics. Oh, yes, the yes, that's so, right. Which is played by George St. George Pierre. Pierre from the UFC. Yes, yes. Yeah, which Gil dropped mm. in too. I, I agree, Bert. 100%. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Batrock back also. Yep. Um, that was an awesome. epic scene from, from um, the Winter Soldier between Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the that, best hand battles we ever Oh, had. my God. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So we got to see him back. And I thought an interesting thing too was that when Sam and. Uh, Oh wait, Jader's telling us wait. <laughs> um dude, you said you were coming on for Justice League. <laughs> um yeah, he'll probably jump on in a second. But we, 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 well, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but we also got to see Sam have a conversation though with like there was a uh, a guy who came up to them when they're talking. Um, and he's like, thank you for bringing my family back. Thank you for bringing my wife back Yes, yes. as yeah. an Avenger, saying, hey, Avengers, yes. Avengers, I love you. So the world is still thanking them and acknowledging, like, hey, you guys brought half the population back. Yeah. And the way yep. that the the way that this episode, ah, right on cue. My oh, man, there he there is. is. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was just yeah. Justice League. <laughs> I was, no, no, dude, I was slammed, right? And and um, I, was fix, I was fixing up dinner and all that shit. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, when are they going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier? And I happened to click right now just to see where you guys were at the show. And I see you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. But uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I don't have, I don't, I, I haven't gotten in depth. I didn't see this episode until probably like two days ago. I was super oh, late to the okay. game. I thought you were saying didn't see it at all. I was like, what? no, 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 no. But uh, I don't know what you guys just talked. I I know you just mentioned the leaper. A lot of people didn't even notice that he was in that. I thought that was super dope too. I oh, like yeah. jumped out of my seat when I saw it. I'm like, yes, they used him again. I was hoping they didn't crossbone him. Uh, not that he's a yeah, great sure. character, but just seeing GSP and just seeing a Marvel villain in there that was super cool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that opening to that show, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, set the tone. That, set the tone yeah, right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I can't I wait to was... see. I can't wait to see that the assembled episode that they're going to do afterwards, where they do behind the scenes, kind of like they did with Wandavision. Yeah, I want to know like how they put that together, like the whole thing. I mean, that was a CGI look, but man. big, big, big budget that they spent on that oh, opening definitely. scene alone because yeah. that was on <clears throat> that was on some other level, dude. It was yep. so great. I really like the tone of the show. 
Um, I thought they, they I, I mean, every, a bunch of my friends said that they blew their load way too quick, but you know, I, I got, you gotta be patient really? with Marvel. Like, yeah, they were like, dude, they started off with like fireworks and you know, the, the jets and everything. And then it just, nothing happened. I was like, what they're setting up. It's the first episode dicks. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> you know, you know? It's, it's funny you said that because it, with the, with WandaVision, it was a slow burn. It was like, they started with those two episodes and I, and I said it when we went over our episode one of WandaVision, I was like, I was ready to text these two guys and be like, what the fuck am I watching here, guys? Like, this is, this is something, I don't know what this yeah. is, but you know what? It got, eventually got to that point and then by episode four, we were all hooked. This was completely the opposite. This was like, okay, we're going to blow your doors off five minutes into this episode, mm -hmm. and then we're going to bring you the story after that. It was done so, so well. I was I was hooked. I was th Four minutes into this episode, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. I, I watched that first, just that first thing with uh, the Falcon saving the guy and going from one helicopter to another, mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is MCU James Bond. That's what we're in oh, for, yeah. and I'm yep. all fucking for it. It was like... And again, it's a spy thriller, right? That's what Winter Soldier mm -hmm. was, so that it's no surprise. But it's just it's done so well that they the MCU has this wonderful ability to just sort of adapt to any genre and sort of do that genre well in the comic book genre. Mm -hmm. And and I love spy genre, and that's what this is. So like I was so into it from like the first five minutes. Uh, that's why we love it so much. The MCU just does that. They give you fresh takes different genres within the comic book movie genre and it's just it seems to be flawlessly done every single time it's not like the same cookie cutter you know story that we're getting over and over again but what we were talking about yeah. jada though before you before you jumped in was that the thing that we got to do with this episode though was and you could say some could look at it as slowing down or not but we got to like bucky is dealing with like a trauma of stuff that he's never ever had a chance to deal with because as he says, he's going from one war to another for 90 years. That's yeah, a lot of shit I love that. that. I, I, thought, I thought that line was so dope. I thought it was so great the way. Uh, I mean, they, again, going back to everybody bitching about this episode saying like, oh, it was great, but you know, it just slowed down. I'm like, there's no pleasing you people. Like first, <laughs> yeah. Wanda, exactly what you just said. WandaVision was too slow and then it picked up and everybody got hooked. This, you know, it was lights out in the very, very beginning. And then it slows down to set up, obviously a story. You're going to see them struggle. We didn't even see them together. Yet, no, you know? not for one like, second. No. All we know, yeah, all we know is Sam was trying to text him, and he's ignoring. And Bucky's ignoring the the calls, and that Bucky yeah. apparently has ten people in his phone. And part of my favorite parts of this uh, episode were the slowed down stuff, because I, I mean, I like that stuff. I like to see what it's like in the real life of these characters. And these are two characters that I don't normally care about in the movies, because you know they're they're there, but. They're not Captain America and Tony Stark, right? But yeah, to actually yeah. get them to see their own lives, to see Sam dealing with trying to get his family business back afloat, which and is, they have that, which is crazy. You mentioned, you just mentioned Tony Stark, and it's like you know that Sam wouldn't have that issue if Tony was alive, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, he would have been like, hey, whatever even, you need. They kind of even hinted that, right? Like, well, did Tony Stark pay you? Well, we didn't get paid, but and I thought that was a really cool thing. And I really, I, and again, I love Bucky's trauma. You know, like him, mm -hmm. like the when he has that dream, and I watched that dream, and I was like, all right, because I, I didn't know where we were in the timeline. It's the first like time we see Bucky, and I'm like, is he on a mission now? And then when he wakes up, I'm like, 
oh no, he's having flashbacks. He's having flashbacks of the stuff he's done. And then you see him in the therapy sessions. I really enjoyed that slow down part of it to set up these characters. And that's what I'm excited going forward is to see more character stuff between these guys. And I also liked, I also liked the fact that they're delving deeper into what happened post blip yes. now all yes. these mm. people are back mm-hmm. they're talking about about how finances have been changed how you know p- you know they got into you know looking for the you know the loan and they're talking about again like you said someone just comes up to them thank you so much you brought back this and that or whatever so you're starting to see a little bit more like i know they touched on a little bit in far from home when you know it was kind of funny where because people started showing up again or whatever but this is where you're actually starting to see the the, the realization of what actually happened post blip to to people and the world itself which we know is an absolute mess before they snapped everybody back so i'm glad you mentioned that because in far from home obviously it got answered right away but they took it as a joke when it was something that wasn't a joke i love how wandavision handled yes. it and i'm loving how they're handling it now so right. i feel like the, the shows are, are touching it i i mean i'm all about the jokes i i like i like you know having a good time and all that but you know when it's a situation this series and the way that infinity war ended it wasn't a joke infinity war ended and you're like what the hell is going yeah, on right you know it's a, it's a very serious matter the fact that wandavision handled that so adequately and i i loved how they handled that that was it was just chef's kiss um and same here it's still very serious tone and and, you know and uh, as it should be that was one of the things let me tell you i love far from home the first time i saw it but as you watch it it's not as great as that first time right and one of the things i didn't like the first time i saw that movie was actually the way they handled that i was like oh it's, it's a joke like you know they very mcu fashion and again it's not a bash because i do enjoy that film um but i it's just something that i didn't think was gonna be a joke you know and we keep saying that that word over and over again i think the way they did it was and i and i understand and i and i feel the same way because i wanted more of what happened and i wanted a little bit more in the backstory but the way they portrayed it would be a way that a a teenager would view something like that it's like okay all my friends disappeared for five years and oh now they're all back so it, it was very simplistic and it's a way that a teenager actually would view something like that happening whereas now you're getting into wandavision which dealing into the grief and the loss of of somebody that was killed beforehand or so on and so forth and then falcon and winter soldier about what's happening you know with the avengers or how that's going to transform as time goes on with him having a shield now so i think that they they kept it through the in far from home they kept it through the prism of what it would be like if you were a teenager and now it's you know they're getting a little bit delving delving a little bit deeper into the story and exactly what's happening with it yeah we're getting a lot of different perspectives of it and that's again kind of like how we're talking about mcu handles it's a comic book movie, comic book movie genre, but we get different types of, I know, subgenres within within the MC, which is really, really interesting. But an, another thing I thought was really interesting in this episode was the conversation between Sam and Rhodes. Like yeah, they're Rhodey. The, yeah, they're walking through the memorial after uh, Sam decides to bring the shield to the Smithsonian, you know, and they have a whole Captain America thing. And he has a heart-to-heart with him, telling him, like, dude, you're, you're kind of worthy of this thing. Like, you might want to reconsider this, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you are the guy. He did pick you. You know, like you are. You know, we need you, man. Um, and they had the call back to Endgame, where they, uh, where the, when he gives him the shield the first time, and he goes, "How does it feel?" And he goes, "It feels like someone else's." Yes. Um, and he goes, "It isn't." And that's how the episode starts, which I thought was really dope. Did you know it? It's just a little, little tiny thing, but you know when Sam's looking and he kind of looks up, 
at Captain America and it's like on a big left. like picture. It's on the on left. The left. Dude, yeah. left. Yep. Great touch, dude. Yeah. Great but touch. To, I d- thought that was great. We, we come to expect from Marvel. It's the little things. It's those yeah. little yeah. details. Yeah. And we geek say, out and we all geek oh, out. Yeah. We love We're it. Like, oh, Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, there's no question. Like you just look at that and you be like, that's why that's that's why he's standing mm-hmm. right there. It's so perfect. It's so well done. And it was the same thing when he was when he was in the hospital room at the end of Winter Soldier. On the left. It was always a thing. And he said to him on your left it was perfect it was just yeah. they always hit the they always hit the right notes when it comes to that stuff yeah so tony was talking about how the um you know the making bucky making amends is played for laughs and you know in this the uh, scene when he's talking to his therapist but then we find that it becomes extremely serious when it turns out that his friend that he has in brooklyn uh he's he's on his list and trying to make amends with him because he did murder his son in that nightmare scene that we see you know, we find out eventually that that is the guy's son that he's made friends with, and he's trying to make amends there. And then at the towards the end of the episode, he sees kind of like this memorial that the guy has yeah, in his apartment, and he like breaks down immediately. Mm. That's like some powerful stuff, man. Yeah. No, it was it was actually uh, when 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 he uh, when he had said that one of his favorite scenes were the most serious scenes. That was probably my favorite and my and the most heartbreaking because you know this guy didn't mean to do it. He was he was they were controlling him. Yeah, you know. And then him, I don't know. Now, one thing that I don't know if they explained or not, or maybe I missed it. Um, I saw this episode once and I kind of saw it in the middle of me being really upset at something. Um, I don't know if they explained that he befriended this guy on purpose because he has to make amends or he just, it, it was a random thing that he just bumped into him and he happens to know. And then he, he, the conversation happens where that's why he goes to knock on the door to make sure that, Hey, I'm the one that killed your son. Like, I don't know if, if he met him prior yeah. to to make the amends or by him telling the story, he's like, oh my God, can it be this kid? And he knocks on the door and he sees the memorial. So I don't know what what angle it was. I don't know if you guys, if they explained that in the episode or if my mind just, what do you guys think about that? I actually took it as he had no idea. I think that he yeah. realized it after the fact. <clears throat> I think that was, I actually thought, when I saw the original scene, right when they met, and he was the guy was going to take out the, the guy for throwing the garbage in his pail, like I, I actually thought, like, hey, maybe these guys were friends, you know, you know, sixty, seventy years ago, and now he's just, you know, like he's going to see him now or whatever. That's why they're friends. But yeah. it was that was originally what I had, I had just thought at the time. But I don't think that I think that because the reaction that he has. When they're sitting there playing that game uh, in the restaurant, and he just leaves abruptly, I think yeah. at that point he puts two. And two I think. Together he, I and think. Yeah, I think that light bulb turned on. See, yep. that's what I thought too, but I yep. didn't know if they had explained it earlier. My girlfriend realized that shit the second the old man said, "My son was killed," and I don't know why. My girlfriend's like, "Oh, Bucky killed him." I was like, "No way!" And then I was like, "Wait, wait, maybe you think so?" And she goes, "Absolutely, Bucky killed him." And she got that shit like off rip, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" And she goes, "I was right, I was right." I was like, "Yeah, you were, dude." <laughs> like shit. So upon my second watch, I actually think it was intentional. The first time okay. around, I agree with you guys. The second time, I think it was intentional because his the guy's last name is on his list. They it's on his list. That's what I thought. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of think he was, and maybe he just got friendly with the guy. You know, they are they are around the same age, if you want to say, because he looks like an older guy. And then Bucky reveals he's one hundred and six. So I kind of think he did befriend the guy that he was trying to make amends with. That was my interpretation of it the second time around. I also could be completely wrong. What I thought was really fascinating, though, on his list is Zemo. 
Helmet Zemo is on his list of. Oh, I didn't see that. I I didn't didn't catch that that either. Yes, Helmet Zemo is on his list to make amends with. So that's going to be really interesting if that's how he gets pulled into this whole thing. Or is he the guy who's behind the Flag Smashers, which we also find is a group of, you know, people that are robbing a bank and they want to make put things back to the way it was during the blip when, mm-hmm. like, there were there were no nations divided. It was all global. one thing. It was right. all global. Like, their idea is to put shit back. So there's a bank robbery that's there. And uh, Torres is there to pretty much part of, like, it looks like a flash mob or something like that, where they're kind of meant as a distraction. But he gets the shit kicked out of him by some uh, part of the people in the Flag Smashers that look super-powered. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Are they trying to replicate mm-hmm. the Super Soldier Serum again or something like that? I'm, in, the, in the Marvel comics, they're always trying to do that shit. So like that, that never ends. So maybe they did succeed. Maybe they didn't. Um, but the, but the, you know, if we, if we keep going, we look at Sam Wilson's journey in this episode. He, we see he has a family. He has his, his sister. His they have nephews. a business that's he has nephews. He has a business that looks like they want to sell it. He tries to go get a bank loan, and like we referenced earlier about Tony not paying the Avengers, he gets denied the bank loan essentially because it's like, yo, you haven't had income for five years because you've been blipped. Yeah. Another thing yeah. that is, you know, they again referencing the blip and how they handle that. For me, when I heard that, my first reaction is I thought back to Anchorman when Ron Burgundy's like the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. I was like, the Falcon was denied. <laughs> I just like laughed to myself like an ass, but I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, well, it also, I mean, to me, it also is because remember Sam before Infinity War, Sam was a was a fugitive of uh, of the you know a fugitive because he was oh, working with right, Captain America. So yep. right, so like you look at a guy like Hawkeye who had a house, a farm, you know, all this other stuff. He was being paid by Shield, so he was getting paid by the government no matter what. So yes, he had that, but you know. Sam's work when he said it was like you know there was a lot of uh, how did he put it not that it was a lot of pro bono it was like a it was a, a lot, a lot of volunteer yeah. he said a lot yeah. of volunteer right and everything like that because he was with because he was working with uh, with Steve for yeah. you know for yeah. the time beforehand so yeah he had no income because he didn't need any yeah no I, I, absolutely so right after so the other the ultimate kick in the balls though at the end of the episode for Sam is the fact that. Right after he finds out about the, um, you know, he finds out more about the Flag Smashers and he talks to Torres and stuff and he sees that they're super powered. He's going to, like, kind of, you can tell he wants to look into it, but don't tell anyone. But then he finds out that the government announces that they have a new Captain America who, you know, if you're familiar with the comics, it's John Walker. John Walker. Who John Walker. Yeah, I, I didn't know who it was because I wanted to see who was playing him. And then I saw John Walker's name. I was like, oh, shit, they're doing, they're going this route. And I'm like, this is going to be dope. This is going to be awesome, man. Well, I have to say, when I when you see him, well, you see him walk out, and he's the you know you see he's a broad shoulder kind of guy, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they show you his face, right? <laughs> oh, there's something about his face. And you know what though? It was it's perfect because you had yep. you had Steve Rogers, who was this you know good looking guy. He was you know he was built like a brick shit house and everything. Very and chiseled, was, very chiseled. Exactly, yeah. he was perfect, and this guy is not him, and that's exactly what they were looking for. They wanted the anti Steve Rogers. They wanted someone who was going to be that big dude, but not going to be the super handsome kind of whatever. The only thing I wish is they would have got him a fucking helmet that fit his head because he looked <laughs> that thing looked like it was three sizes too big, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like if he ran, it would have fell right off his head. Have you yeah, seen I, Have I, you I, seen those the, the memes going around that they have hit uh, his face? Um, uh, White Russell's face, and then they have Carl Fredrickson from Up, 
Like, yes. Side, 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 side oh by side. God. Oh, my God. Beautiful, bro. Well, if yeah. they were looking to make it look like they were two completely, like, you know, Captain America was this guy, and this guy's not really Captain America, but he's our version, it was done perfectly because that's the, that's the I think everybody had the same thought when they saw his face they were like ooh like that's not that's yeah. not Steve <laughs> I, I think the MCU wanted to cast someone that we would not like just from first sight and they cast the perfect person they for did it. it because I watched it and there was there's another meme going around I don't know if you guys had seen it but it's like uh, you know Loki villain with hundreds of you know screen time hours of screen time does nefarious things everyone likes him this no guy haters. you know yeah, no, no, right, no haters uh, new Captain America winks and smiles while holding cap shield everyone hates him yep. but it's true it screen was, for was, five seconds five seconds he I, was so dislikable yeah. but he was the whole time casting. the whole the whole time I, I was looking I was like it's obviously not gonna be Steve Rogers what the hell's going on and I'm like but then I, I like quickly I was like is this what he signed up for that everybody was saying is this a surprise cameo I'm like no it can't be they're not gonna do it I'm like they're not gonna do this so soon and then when I see him I was just like like in disgust, dude. I was like, "Who is this guy, man?" And I didn't know who it was. I didn't know. I didn't even. I didn't even know that it was a uh, Wyatt Russell. I went on IMDb after the episode finished, and I looked at it, and then that's when I saw it was John Walker. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be interesting," because this guy turns pretty violent, man. So it's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun, man. Mm -hmm. So if you're not familiar with with John Walker from the comics, he's a bit rough around the edges, if you want to call it that. He's got his own ideas of how to be Captain America. If you want to say he's kind of like Homelander for not with the powers, obviously, if you want to think of more of someone who's like Homelander, if you're familiar with the boys, he's like a PG 13 Homelander, not, not exactly. As no, 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 yeah, not as extreme as, yeah, yeah, as Homelander, yeah. but he's got his own ideas. In the comics, he debuted as a character named Super Patriot who went ahead and was like battling Cap. Cap kicked his ass a bunch of times, and then he ended up becoming a U.S. agent as like a black uniform, which I thought was pretty cool, by the way. His his costume is his U.S. agent costume, but just in red, white, and blue. In the comics, yeah. it's black, white, and red. That's yeah. there. But who also in the comics ends up becoming a member of the West Coast Avengers, along with like you know Vision and Hawkeye. Yes. Well, they put that, Avengers, they're, they're putting that show together, so you never know. <laughs> now, I would be pretty shocked if we got a West Coast Avengers. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to say that. Um, but we, wow. Why is why is Dave hating man? They probably asked DC who they should cast as Captain. Oh, oh what a low blow, Dave! Wow, on, man. shots fired. Damn it, man! Jesus, Jesus! Wow, right as we're gonna transition, man. What the hell was that about? Jesus. So, yeah, man. All right, so we're super excited for where Falcon and Winter Soldier takes it uh, from here on. We'll see it in uh, about two days, but we got a big. Big drop this week Big. on HBO. Massive drop in so many ways. You can you can cut this thing, man. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. On our last episode, we talked about Justice League, and it was a yeah. random Friday night. We talked about this, and it was very strange. It seemed like we were all kind of drunk, and we weren't. Not all of us. Well, but, I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's something universally like that we, we we couldn't stand. But we got Zack Snyder's Justice League after the release of the Snyder Cut. You know, movement went on for years, and WB got new management, gave in, was like, hey, here's your $70 million, finish your damn movie, let's let's give the fans what they want. Um, let, let's let's go around, because we haven't all had that much of a talk about it. Give your overall thoughts before we jump into our strengths and weaknesses and our inevitable comparisons between the two, because I can't, it's hard to talk about this movie with fans like us who, without comparing the two. So, like, Jason, no, what, what uh, we have your, to we, we have to compare have the two. To. 
We have to. It's hard to get around it. Yeah. So, Jason, what are your overall thoughts of Zack Snyder's Justice League? So overall, I, I I really enjoyed it, and uh, and I didn't know if I was going to because I'm the outlier on this on this show. I, I'm the one who doesn't really buy into Zack Snyder's vision of these characters, but uh, but I really did enjoy this movie. I really thought it was like head and shoulders like above like the the theatrical release. It like there were so many. I remember the conversation we had. And there were so many problems that I had with that movie that in watching this, I went, oh, it fixed that problem. Oh, that makes more sense now. Like, I, I really do think this was overall a very good movie, a very enjoyable experience watching it, even though it was four hours. And I, I don't like watching long movies all in one clip. So that's my personal bias. But even having said you know that, that I, I watched four hours in one clip, I really did enjoy this. I think it strengthened all of the heroes in this movie uh, and, and their roles in it. I think it strengthened the villain a lot. I think the plot made a lot more sense. Um, so yeah, overall my take is I really enjoyed the movie. Nice. Nice. Um, Tony, what do you got? Like, you know, what's your broad thoughts on, on Zack Snyder's Justice League? I fucking loved it, bro. <laughs> I loved this movie. I really did. I mean, it fixed everything that was shit about the first one. It fixed everything. It really did. I mean, we went through last week and we, we you know, we talked about, you know, the, the nonsense that went on in, in, in Joss Whedon's version. And this literally was so it was cohesive was it a little drawn out were there some things that you probably could have shortened and this and that sure but honestly i didn't mind it i really didn't because we saw the we saw the cut that they gave us which is this is exactly what they did to batman vs superman in the, the theatrical version they just said okay it's too long we don't like this we don't like that and they just cut the shit out of it that's exactly what they did and then they just added in all this other goofy stuff if you look at those scenes now that scene where they're, they're the initial fight scene with Steppenwolf when they're you know uh, underneath uh, Gotham Harbor there, mm -hmm. that's a great scene. There was so many awkward things about it, you know, uh, the the thing where you know Flash just pushes people and runs away and things like that. It, like this gave characters the actual depth that they deserved. They they rectified the nonsense that they did with Batman. They rectified the nonsense they did with with Cyborg. Uh, Flash was you know, goofy and awkward in the times that he had to be and was right spot on when he when he, when he needed to be. It was just, it, it was done so well. It was it was visually done beautifully. I, I love the way Darkseid looked. I love the way Steppenwolf looked. The, the action sequences were 10 times better than they were in the original movie. I really, really enjoyed just about every aspect of this, of this cut as opposed to what was put out before. Yeah, Jader, what do you got? I know we talked a little bit, but go ahead. Yeah, dude, no, same exact thing, dude. Same, same exact thing. I honestly loved it. Loved it because it's this is coming from someone that hated the 2017 version. I saw that movie one time in the wow. theater. Wow! And then I got I got word that I was going to see it a little bit early. That I got to see the Snyder cut a couple of days early, and. Uh, I was like, I gotta rewatch it. I gotta rewatch the uh, the Justice League. Um, I own it for the sake of me being the comic book fan that I am. I opened it last. I think I saw it a week ago, Monday. So in the wrapper the whole time. It was in the wrapper. I just wow. bought it to to just have it there, and wow. I'm like, I'm not gonna touch it. 
And then I, I have HBO Max, but I'm like, you know what? I bought it on 4K. I have a 4K player. Let me, let me throw on the 4K. So I finally opened it and I saw it. And I really do like the very, not the, not the opening scene, especially after what I saw what we got. Yeah. But I like the beginning of the film. It isn't until they actually ultimately team up and they fight uh, underground, just like just like Tony just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the movie loses me completely, completely. Where from there on, I'm like, I, I hate this film. Um, this one, I I, I text him the very first thing I text him as soon as I finished it was the Snyder Cut is the real deal, man. And we couldn't say much more because I obviously I know you guys yeah. haven't seen her or anything like that. And I told him I got to jump on the show and talk about it. Um, they unbitched Batman for me, which was one of my biggest complaints in the 2017 one because they he is the biggest bitch oh. in 2017 where he's just getting slapped around left and right. And I'm like, that's not fucking Batman. I understand that everybody has the superpowers and Batman does and this and that and that, but he's not like that. He was so great in this. And um, it's just everybody, man. I know we're, we're just giving initial thoughts. I fucking love this movie. Exact, uh, people were asking me, is there something you didn't, you didn't like about it? And I'm like, if I had to nitpick and I had to pick something, say, uh, say like weigh out pros and cons, and I had to put a con, it would be the slow motion obviously was a little bit too much, which they actually counted was 24 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have liked to see it just a little bit more Superman because I feel like we still didn't get enough Superman for a four-hour long movie. We still got him probably as much as we got him in the in the Justice League, maybe a good 10 more minutes, if anything. Yeah. Um, but that was that's literally it. I would take it just as is. If they tell me, hey, you can't change it, fine, leave it as is. Give it to me. I thought this movie was so great. It was fleshed out better. Just like he said, Steppenwolf again had purpose in this, not mm-hmm. this stupid like Steppenwolf that we had. He looked badass. Darkseid was dope. I love seeing the fight on Earth where he lost. And I, I thought that was fucking incredible. Um, Cyborg being fleshed out. You can tell why Ray Fisher was pissed off. Mm-hmm. You can tell, and I would be too. If you're gonna tell, imagine, man, us four, we are actors and we're, we we do the Snyder Cut, right? This is what we got paid to do. And then all of a sudden, shit goes down. We the, the movie can't get finished and we have a new director. And then they released a 2017. If we were the actors in that movie and we see that movie, we're like, that's not the movie we made. That's yeah. nowhere near what we made. Nope. Uh, <clears throat> so that's why, and, and again, I was not on board with the Snyder Cut. Not, I just didn't think it was gonna be that much better. I Same really here. didn't. I was. I was in that, you know, David mentioned it on, on his show, uh, Stream Wars, where they were talking about HBO Max, you know, and the blockbusters that were, they were having and whatnot. And I would put, every time they mentioned, anyone mentions Barf, I mean, uh, uh, Snyder Cut, I would put the Barf emoji. I'm like, this is not going to be that much better. It can't. Dude, I they shut me up. Because the thing is, I was thinking more Batman versus Superman. When you see the theatrical cut to Batman versus Superman, you're like, whatever. You saw the Snyder Cut. And and then you're like uh, the director's cut or whatever. You're like, all right, it fixed it, it fixed some issues. You still have some issues with the film overall. It's still yeah. a problematic film, but it did fix something. This for me was a completely different movie. Right. And yeah. we did not get the same film. So that's why I was. I think that's why I'm. I was so mind blown by the the Snyder cut because I was one that was not looking forward to it. And then seeing what we got, I and imagine I got it on a on a. a Warner Brothers link, right? So I saw it on my laptop because I couldn't uh, stream it. Shut up, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I couldn't stream it to my to my uh, big screen TV. It was locked. It was completely locked. They were. Uh, it would play the audio, but it wouldn't play the uh, the the actual Video. movie. So oh, I had to see the four hours the first time in my laptop. But I was like, I don't care. I'm watching it. That movie ended, and uh, I started at like around six o'clock. It ended like around ten or eleven. I mean, ten thirty around there. And I looked at my girlfriend, and I was like, I want to see this movie again, like right now. Like I'd sit down, and then I was like doing the time. Like I'm like eleven, twelve, one, two, three. I'm like, no, fuck that. I gotta go to work. <laughs> but the very next day, a buddy of mine, because I called him, and I was like dude you gotta i can't i'm like i don't know if my link expires i know that it can it only stays on the laptop um i'm like but you gotta come over and watch it he's like there's no way that we can watch it on the big screen i'm like unless you got an apple tv that guy went to best buy bought an apple tv he goes this is the most ex wow he goes this is the most expensive movie i've ever paid to watch he goes but i'm watching it early so you know and, and obviously we we you know i cook him i cooked him some dinner we started the movie movie ended and he was just same thing he was like why would they cut so much of this film yep why yep. would they do that what what were they thinking wow. so <clears throat> you know throwing it back to you guys whatever he let me keep the apple tv so it was a win-win for me he's like he's like hey man if you get any screeners now you can you don't have to watch them on your laptop <laughs> but he told me man he was like it's it's mind-blowing how much they cut from this film and he goes who said that you know even even dumb little fucking lines like the whole uh lasso truth moment with oh. aquaman that cringy ass shit i'm so glad they cut that out like there was you know the whole uh flash in the prison scene thing like i'm like oh, all right i did yep. that you know you can tell like little touches that were in there where you're like all right and then you can tell watching the 2017 you're like that's snyder that's joss whedon this is mm -hmm. snyder like you can tell what was who was what you know you know, it's it's funny. I don't know if you saw this, if any of you guys saw this, but they had they would they somebody cut um, tweets that they had sent to that fans had sent to Zack Snyder when he, they found out that that the the Snyder cut was coming out, and one of them was, "Does Superman say, do you bleed?" And he goes, "That makes absolutely no sense." <laughs> then there was the scene was, "Does your does the mother box get picked up in the parking lot uh, outside uh, outside oh, the memorial?" <laughs> He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> so because he never. Movie. He never yeah. saw the original cut, so he had no idea. So all the things that the, all these crazy things that happened, he shows he he, he put showed the tweets of what the what the question was, and his like response was like that doesn't make any sense. And like, well, that was what was in that was in the movie that's got your name on it, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name's on it, dude. Yeah, that you know, like. No, now I feel like WB should just scratch it off and be like the weed jo Justice League. Just call it Justice League. Yeah. That's it, what we're all calling it anyway. But yeah. I knew this was going to be a, a big topic on Pop Culture Pros because a lot of us love comic book movies and stuff. So I'm going to welcome uh, a buddy that joined us in our last episode while we did Birds of Prey and Justice League. We got the Kryptonian sympathizer, Tim Tabala. Why, why, am I, why, am I not, why am I not surprised if this man did? Wow. <laughs> give me all of that. Come give on. me all of that. I don't give a fuck. Come on. I don't give a fuck. Give it to me. Fine. Come on. Wow. What's up, you know what's bleeding? Good, you know what's bleeding? My goddamn, my goddamn music bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's joining in, by the way. Bird's hyped up now that he heard the Wonder Woman uh, new 
people yeah, saying dude. stuff like that. <laughs> Ancient I, thought, I thought eventually man. was I, I thought eventually this was gonna happen. Just everybody from fucking pop culture pros is gonna pop up because when <laughs> we had that chat and we're like Snyder Cut, we all have to discuss this shit, dude. So, oh, 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 that was it. That was all he can do. Come on, drop the music and leave. His work here is done. <laughs> That's hilarious. By the way, whoever's watching, Kyle, you know, you guys want to jump on, knock yourself out, man. Just just join us. Uh, so my overall, thoughts, my overall thoughts are Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, honestly, to me, comparing the two movies is almost like a master class in the importance of context in film, editing in film, and like what a score can do for a film. Yep. Like that's really what you want to use as a as a as a comparison. That's really what it is. It, I agree with everything you guys said. By the way, a lot of small lines and stuff were changed, and they changed scenes completely. Um, even the way it looked, it just played smoother. A four-hour film played smoother than a two-hour film. I mean, that's a pretty big statement there to tell you how much was cut. And like Jada, what you were talking about is like I I was a pretty pretty big advocate for the Snyder cut. Once I heard Zack Snyder say, "No, I know you've been, I know you you've been defending the fuck out of it, bro." I, but but like, I know you have, I know you have. Yeah, but only for but for but I think it was for legit reason. Once I heard this dude say, "Yo, there's only twenty percent of my footage that was used in a theatrical cut," I was like, "Wait, excuse me, what? Twenty yep, percent of that movie 20%. was yours?" And it's I honestly busy. thought he was talking shit. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I thought he, he was, been. you know, I thought I thought he was one of those like it was. We were never gonna see it, and he was like, hey, you know what, man? You guys didn't see the real version, and it's you know, it's never gonna because we heard we was never gonna see the light of day. I didn't even think it, it existed, to be yeah. completely honest with you. Even uh, the only time that I was like, maybe is when the actors were hashtagging it, like release the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut, and I was like, all right, they're not. I, I'm like. I know that, you know, people back up, like, you know, a football player backs their coach and all that stuff, which is, you know, the, the obviously analogy I'm trying to use. But I'm like, I don't think they, they'd say release a Snyder Cut if it didn't exist. So I'm like, maybe maybe they do have something. Did I think it was a four-hour fucking long movie? Absolutely not. No, but, I, I didn't um, think so either. Yeah. Simmons back. There he is. That's what uh, happens. Yeah, no, I, I was going ahead, and once I heard he they only used 20% of his footage, and then when I heard it was going to be four hours and just trying to piece it together of kind of all the facts we were getting, like you said, all the actors were up in, up in arms about it and they were supporting the release of the Snyder Cut movement. I'm like, all right, honestly, when there's a lot of smoke, there's got to be fire at some point. So we got to be getting something. That's why I was pretty confident what we were getting was going to be something completely different. And I, I loved it. I just watched it again right before we went on. So I had to squeeze in the second viewing of it. I watched it on Thursday morning, saw it, and I, I know I messaged with Jada right after it, the second I saw it, and I was hyped. And then I was like, I got to yeah. see it one more time to properly place it because afterwards we're going to rank it in our DCU rankings to see where exactly it fits. And I kind of like to want to see something more than once after the fanboy version. Course, we yeah, see it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see yeah, the same thing thing. happened with me. Fanboy. Same yeah. thing happened with me. I, I like boasted about it the first time, and then the very next day I'm like, I, okay, I'm going to see it now. I already know what's going to happen. Let me see it. But I still feel very strong about it, man. I, I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim, what are your overall thoughts of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Well, first of all, I apologize because the Wi-Fi is on a new level of cutting oh. me off. Oh, uh, shit. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be getting it fixed next week because I'll be on vacation, so I'm going to make those motherfuckers come out here and fix it. <laughs> so that's... Uh, <laughs> That's that's oh, number boy. one. So if I if I keep dropping out, I apologize. But uh, 
Yeah, I have to do that Wonder Woman thing. It made me. I, I've been waiting to do that all fucking day. I'll tell you that right now. And look, look at look, look at Dave. See, this is it. This is look at Dave. Hit him with the facts, Tim. Why does everyone assume I'm going to hate this movie? I go on one little rant about Wonder Woman '84, and all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. I mean, come no, on no, now. Go- no, 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 no. You no, aren't no. the you've only one go- to go you've on. Been going, you've been going on a DCEU rant, dude. Let's be. I'm not. Clear. I true. I'm, I'm not a biggest fan of. Of of the no, old film, that. that's true. But I, but I'm not like the, I'm not like this fucking crazy hater guy. Come on, yeah. give me some some credit. Tim, you got to give <laughs> us some. You got to give us credit though for maybe why we might assume you wouldn't like it. I'll, I'll give you credit. Look, I jumped the gun. This but this it, is a completely different movie though. It's a completely different movie. It is a completely different movie. It's it's not the same piece of shit that we saw originally. And I I watched this movie on my phone at work. I said like I can't wait. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> right on cue, yes. As soon as we're going to get the good, the good stuff, he drops out. What a fucking cock tease, this guy. Know, <laughs> he's he's, 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 he's like, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in. I'm just going to give the tip. That's it. Like, come on, man. All right, well, we'll, we'll get back to Tim when we can. If you're listening to this on the audio version, I apologize. You can't fully see what the hell's going on here. But This is this is a must-watch show. This is not a listen show. you got to watch this yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So I, I think the strengths of the, some of the strengths, I'll throw some out there. You guys jump into and see if you agree with it. You want to elaborate on it. The opening scene that that um, that Jada brought up, the opening scene here was incredible. Like ten minutes long. In, ten minutes long. No, and again, yeah. we, we we all agree. It's, it's a long damn movie, right? Not, like we're not, we're not doing that. He back. I'm, on my, I'm on my phone now. Let's hope this works better. How's the phone better? Yeah. I don't know, but he, I could, his, his lips are matching the audio, so that's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Tim, Tim, before we get into strengths and weaknesses, go ahead. Hit us with the rest of your overall thoughts. No, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, they fixed a lot of – a lot of not- you guys said it already. They can fix a lot of nonsense. Superman I thought was fantastic. Superman way more than the end of Justice League Superman. I, I yeah. He was pissed, and he was beating the shit. At a step move, and I loved every second of it. Matter of fact, that that ending fight was so violent. I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe they got away with that." Mm. This is, these are yeah, your friendly, dude. your friendly little superheroes that we all know. They kicked the living shit out of Steppenwolf from that last scene, and that was fantastic. I did. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I, I'm still not sold on Ezra Miller either. I know. I know you've been going on about that with uh, a couple people mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, on the chats and stuff. Well, mainly Rishi, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but he's a lot. He was a lot better in this one too. Um. Oh, the they used them properly. I feel like they yeah, used yeah. them very properly. Yeah, they took yeah. the awkward, goofy shit out, and they just made him like a like a, a kid. They made him like a prankster, yeah. you know. A little He's bit. like the Spider Man of Thank the you. DC. Yes, right yes, exactly. Jada Whereas before, man. he was like the pedophile Spider Man from before because he had all of the creepy, <laughs> weird shit. With the I was, I, I'm, I'm so glad that they fixed that because that that the part of it was not, was not good. Yeah, even even with um, I, when they started bringing Superman's body into the ship, I was like, "Fuck!" I was hoping they were going to cut this out and figure out another way to bring him back. But I love the fact that at the last second, Cyborg was like, "Oh shit, we can't do this. We got to stop." It wasn't, man. yeah, it wasn't yes. Wonder Woman. It wasn't Wonder Woman, and you get the nightmare yeah. shit. And that I'm like, one, yeah. one yeah. little thing yeah. was like, "That's fucking great," because you added to it. You realize what a mistake this could possibly be, so that made that scene a whole lot better. So I accepted that stupid scene. 
Tim, um, I thought of you when that scene came up. I'm not joking. I yeah. thought of you immediately, and I was like, I wonder. Oh, wait, it makes sense now. It does. Because it makes sense. Because they added something called context. Which yeah. so now that you like, okay, now we understand why it's that's this is not a good idea. It was yes, it was it was added. It was perfect. It was exactly what you needed in that scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I said yeah. if you watch, if you watch the chats, a lot of people played uh, Zack Snyder Bingo. <laughs> And they were drunk by the first 45 minutes because of all the slow motion bullshit. <laughs> you, you, you want a slow motion Wonder Woman? Cool. Batman, fine. Superman, great. But when you slow motion fucking Lois Lane buying a cup of coffee, you got you to start, start thinking about your choices. I was like, what the hell is this? And 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 the, I'll tell you right now, I, I, I ain't gonna have one thing. Read that too. I have one thing. Oh, Alex, that is great. Go ahead. I have one thing. I said I don't like the fact that they changed the uh, Aquaman music when he fucking smashes the bottle and jumps into the water, whatever. Mm. They went from a real kick-ass fucking rock song in the original to yep. some kind of opera wine, and with the chick singing. I wanted to put a bullet in my head in that scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, see, oh, that's, that was that, the uh, yeah. There you go. Yep. That's the one scene that I I said to Sam like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Mm. Yeah, that, there, there you go. The original, I that, the original I that he out. does this crazy little back swim and takes off like a torpedo. All right, that was cool. Mm -hmm. And this one, you got fucking Abba singing an opera song while some chick smells his clothes. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna say one thing. I'm gonna say one thing. On the second viewing, I actually like the scene. I'm gonna say I like the scene. <laughs> Let I'll tell you why, question. though. Where does he get his clothes from? Number one, is yes. there a bunch yeah. of clothes? You want to know where he gets them from? He gets them from the same place that Peter Parker leaves his clothes all over fucking New York City. <laughs> You're just going to have to accept <laughs> it and move on. The same yeah, way Cat Field flies around, same thing, man. But why does he wear pants? You ever think about that? Why, he, he throws shirts away like there's you no want to see Aqua He wears his good shirts, man. <laughs> you want to see Aqua Jump? Here's the thing. Tim, why does the Hulk wear pants? And you ever swim in pants? Why does the Hulk wear purple pants? You ever swim in pants? Here's the thing. What about the boots? What about the boots? He's got on. So let's write it off. Jason Momoa is hot, and it brings the ladies and some men to the seats when he takes his shirt off, and there it is. That And it would probably not bring as many people if he was, you know, full naked. That might detract some people, so it's a nice compromise. Like I said, I'm nitpicking at that part. No, go ahead, The blonde singing drove me nuts. Other than that. It's no white vision, that's for sure, right, bro? Yeah, yes, exactly. The Abba girl singing and her smell in the shirt, which had to smell like fucking but what could it possibly smell like? Well, and and what Mira doesn't she make a comment about that in Aquaman? She's like, but he smells better than you, and he smells himself, and he's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. So he can't yeah. smell good. Yeah. Guys, like I said, here he is taking off all his clothes and throwing them, and then, but when he comes out of the water, he's got full clothing on. Well, where are you getting these clothes from, dude? I don't get it. But same, same other, other than that, like I said, I I enjoyed it. They fixed a lot of shit from the original version that that really helped this movie move along. And, and I, like I, I think you mentioned it too, how it wouldn't have had been four hours if they would have done it right and fleshed out these characters before you went. You had the Justice League movie, kind of yeah. like I said. I'm not comparing it to Marvel. You know, Marvel they did that. They fleshed out the characters yeah. and had the Avengers. Right. They didn't do that with this universe. They rushed to Justice League, so now you had to take four hours to flush all these characters out. But it did work. It worked a lot. How it became a cyborg? They got really lucky. It worked actually. They got really lucky. It worked. Very lucky. Yeah. 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 Actually, Tim, I got to admit though, when I watched when we watched uh, Justice League the other week, my big thing with that is how is this not a cyborg movie? 
because I, I actually think that he was the natural choice to be the, the lead in it because he's the one who's literally part mother box. Yeah, true. Yeah. And in this movie, we got that. He's the heart of the movie, essentially. True. Honestly, we, we get his origin. We get it. He's the heart of it. We get his whole relationship with mm -hmm. his father is much deeper in this version. Oh, and, and so much I Joe love Morton. just seeing him play football. So Even Morton. that small touch yes. that I had seen in the original trailer, right? Where I saw him, I'm like, all right, you're going to get Victor Stone. You're going to see some football. I'm like, this is really dope. And then you, I saw it. I'm like, where the fuck are half these scenes? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, other things that they brought back from that original trailer was that line that um, Cyborg's talking to Batman and, and Cyborg asks him, like, hey, you know, I thought you were, I always thought you were, no, I didn't think you were real. And he's like, you know, I'm real when it needs to be. When it's convenient. That's a great line. But it was a great line. I don't, again, I don't know why they would cut something like that out. It was it, that's a great line. There's no reason to cut it out. Yeah. But that that's what they did. They 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 you know they when they let Joss Whedon loose on this thing, you know they just said, oh, cut what you don't like and whatever. The lines that he cut out were a thousand times better than the bullshit that he put in its place. And the other Agreed. line that they cut was from the if you remember the original trailer when he's talking to Wonder Woman and. You know, she's asking, like, hey, what did he say referring to Aquaman? He's like, oh, you know, maybe, uh, what was it, more uh, more no or more yes or something like that? Or is like, more no than more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, no. yeah, more no. Yeah, he said no. Okay, and then and then they just move on. Mm -hmm. That's another, that's another like, lighthearted thing. But the but let, let's get, what is going on? Why? I don't even know what the heck is going on. I think that's actually Kyle trying to set up his, his thing. Yeah, whatever, we got red now. Uh, All right, we're red. Oh, wait a second. Is he, is he joining us? I think Kyle might... Wait, he, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I send him the invite. There oh! he is. Six-man battle! Six-man battle! What's going on, Kyle? This is like a Royal Rumble now. This shit is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> who's next? Oh, it's Three minutes. Years. Who's next? Damn it. <laughs> get Farachi. He's next. Oh, be the seventh man in. Well, before we get into it, though, Kyle, what were your overall thoughts of Zack Snyder's Justice League? All right, we need to chill out about this movie, guys. Like, it's fine. Like, it's the same right, kick movie. Kick him the fuck out. Yeah, that's right. Kick him the fuck out. I regret it. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Uh, it's the same movie, guys. I mean, come on. Like, it's it's good. I had a good time with it. it but it's four hours. And would we really be hyping this thing up as much if we had got the original cut? If this was the original cut? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I, I, I absolutely agree. Agree. I think what would have happened is we would have got a Kill Bill situation where they would have cut it up into Volume One and Volume Two. It was down. There's no, there's no question. I think, and I think that they, they obviously he added the prologue, right, which is the the nightmare scene. He added that on because he wanted to have the scene between um, between the Joker and Batman. So that was what eighteen and a half minutes or nineteen minutes long just for that. So you take that off the top. Now you're into threes, and then there's plenty that he could have done to cut it down to. Yeah, to, to, to a you know a, a three hour movie, but I I would have I would have been just as excited if I didn't get that piece of shit that we watched the first time. That's for sure. I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I think our sweet spot is somewhere in between the Whedon cut and the Snyder's cut at about like two hours and forty five minutes. I think that's our sweet spot because even though I like getting all the character development and stuff like that. You can trim out a lot of it, like Martian Manhunter. We don't need him at all. That scene is ridiculous and made me it was made me pissed off at Martian Manhunter. Like, where was your ass when the world was ending three times? 
Well, it, actually, that's a, fair well, point. that's a really fair point. Well, actually, <laughs> he added that part. It wasn't supposed to be the mo the Martian Manhunter scene was only supposed to be the scene when it's it was with uh, when the mother went to go see Lois. Mm -hmm. the The right. scene at the end was supposed to be John Stewart. It was supposed to introduce okay. the Lantern Corps, but the but Warner Brothers told him absolutely not. You're not allowed to do that. So he put Martian Manhunter in that scene instead. And so it was he had to make that he had to make that change because Warner Brothers said no. But he originally wanted to make the Lantern Corps that 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 last scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle actually told me that he wanted to use Ryan Reynolds at the very end of the film, but Warner Brothers said no. So he had to uh, opt to put in uh, Martian Manhunter at the very end. I mean, can you blame them? Do they really want to remind people of that piece of shit in Green Lantern? I said, <laughs> I said, I said, uh, I said the same thing to him. I'm like, I would have still kept the Green Lantern character. Yeah. But they would have had to obviously cast somebody, and then you know it would have just would have been a lot more work. Mm -hmm. But um, that would I would have loved to see the Green Lantern, and then them introduce. I geeked out. I'm not gonna lie to you. When, um, but this was the fanboy version. Correct. So the first yeah. time I saw the movie, I geeked the fuck out when I saw um, Martian Manhunter. It wasn't until Kyle, because Kyle's always the voice of reason, um, <laughs> where he was like, "Where was he when Doomsday was fucking, you know, destroying shit, dude?" And he was, I was at like, the Pentagon. He was in the he was at the Pentagon, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> providing logistical and uh, <laughs> and geographical God was support. Terraforming the planet, and he was just watching. <laughs> He was on the phone. He was on the phone all. He was on a conference call. Oh yeah, he had his role. And <laughs> I met, I mentioned that before too. Where's the lantern who's assigned to Earth? Where the hell is he? But I think that's something that we can be like. We don't know. I mean, he could be dead, or I mean, who he's the hell assigned knows? to Earth. Well, I think uh, that's. But that's the thing. I think that they were. He was trying to get them to to um to add that piece, and they they just didn't. They didn't. Uh, they wouldn't. The Warner Brothers, the studio, wouldn't allow it. Yeah, they're real good over there at that Warner Brothers studio. They're, they're, well, real, they're real swift. <laughs> the um, fact that they released them, they paid $70 million additional dollars to give us the movie we should have gotten originally that would have made probably twice what the original piece of crap made. Yeah, I'd say that they have some problems over yeah, there. Yeah, no, no shit. They definitely are like homering Simpson right now. You know, like, the, <laughs> we fucked up, man. Because honestly, I guarantee you they saw this cut. Apparently, it didn't stream as, as well as like Wonder Woman '84. Um, it underperformed. I mean, obviously, it's a four-hour-long uh, movie, and it's so R-rated. It's R-rated also, which is a different. That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, R-rated movies are always. But always I, thought, I mean, all I saw on my Facebook Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all, all weekend was League. was all Justice League. You know, yeah. I barely saw any uh, any Falcon and Winter Soldier talk. To be completely honest with you. Bro, I had people um, reach out to me. I didn't even know they were comic fans, and they're like, "Bro, did you see Jack Snyder's Justice League?" I was like, "I didn't even know you liked that shit." Like, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I had so many texts like that; it was ridiculous. So, yeah, I get it. You yeah, know, so I, I don't want to get off topic very quick, guys, but yeah. I just realized that your background is all Marvel, and this show you've covered all DC so far. <laughs> I just found that to be very hilarious. You're the one labeling us as a DC show, and we just we really <laughs> not. We're we're trying to be down the middle, man. We're really trying. I couldn't find a DC background or mixture, so I just ran with what the hell I had. I mean, whatever. We just we're getting overloaded with DC right now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, you guys want to talk any Easter eggs that you guys saw? I saw, I saw, I got a couple. I mean, go ahead, um, hit us. Did you see the Linda Reed? Even though the name is not going to mean shit to a lot of people, yeah. But I, when I saw her name, and I'm like, man, that sounds familiar. I didn't get it right away, to be completely honest with you. But when I saw her name in the ATM, I'm like, 
this has to be somebody. I'm like, I know it's somebody. I've heard this name before. And it ended up being Girl Archer, which I don't think they're going to use. I think that was just thrown in there just for the sake of throwing names. I don't yeah. think they're going to do anything with the character. Um, but it was pretty cool. I'm like, I don't even know them because I never finished Green Arrow, uh, the, the Green Arrow show. I only saw like the first like three seasons. It never comes um, up. It never comes up, right? Nope. So I thought that was cool, and then uh, the big, uh, the big obvious one was uh, Ryan Choi. I thought that was super dope. That was really cool that they had him. He's the third guy who yep. becomes the Adam in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So I mean, I, uh, for for uh, you don't know who Ryan Choi is, right, uh, Kyle? He's a uh, he's the scientist. He's basically Ant Man of the DC. Yeah, essentially. Uh, well, yeah, essentially he's. So he's, he's, not, so he's he'll, be your, he'll be your he'll be your favorite character. No, no, no. There's, no, there's, only, one, there's only one Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw them, by the way, in that scene where they, uh, when Superman is fighting the Justice League and he's specifically fighting the Flash, we do see there's a Ben Parker, Parker. name that's thrown yeah. in there of people who died yes. in the Battle of Metropolis in Man of Steel. That was cool. Obviously not going anywhere. People will get wild and start talking about multiverses and crossovers and all this other crazy shit. It's an Easter egg, guys. Just, just live with it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's all. That's my thing with this movie is like that the teasers at the end, I I don't like them that much because I know that we're never going to get any payoff from it. They're not going to address the nightmare sequence. They're not going to address uh, Martian Manhunter. Like that stuff's not going to come up anymore because that's not what they're focused on. We got what? I don't think that's true necessarily. I, 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 I agree have, with Jader. I have hope, honestly, and we saw the internet basically bully a fucking movie studio to releasing this shit and it's the reason i feel that this can possibly happen they oh shit look who it is yo oh wow bert what a tie what that shit out <laughs> look at that what's up we recasted jason as bert <laughs> did i hear somebody say it did i did i did i hear somebody did i hear somebody say it was the same movie i don't think it so is. oh boy definitely not we had a couple more people. We'll have like the Brady Bunch going here. It's not. It's really not. It's the same story. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have mentioned. I yeah, because I'll, Cyborg I'll in the theatrical cut just looked for the internet and found out who Bruce Wayne was instead of actually going to meet him. Exactly. <laughs> Come oh on, like it's the it's same great. story. Like, honestly, like this. This whole. This whole I mean, come on, he's looking for the mother boxes. He gets them while Batman's assembling the team. He gets the team together. They do. They resurrect Superman, and they go to Russia. I mean, to- no, I mean it, it, essentially, this movie was a Snack Snyder film originally, so it's going to have same story beats. He, you know, the script didn't change. It was just what we got from the final film compared to what we got now. So it's not, uh, again, it, it's... It's better. Yeah. Can we agree yeah. that it has the same skeleton of, of the story? But then we well, have actual content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's dialogue that makes sense. Yeah, of yeah. Course. Well, that's yeah, you got course. the because you had Chris Terrio's story, so it was definitely the same type of story. But what they just decided to do was just you know cannibalize it the way they did with Batman vs Superman, and then add in all of this other bullshit that they you know thought was going to you know appease fans, which turned out to be the exact opposite of what happened. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's an absolutely an absolutely fair point. Uh, Bert, go ahead. Well, what were you talking about? You didn't get a chance to chime in yet, so go ahead. No, just just want to get my overall thoughts. I literally just got off work. Um, I'm so hyped to talk about this. But um, I was just so so happy with the the epicness of it, like the fact that that Warner Brothers was able to 
let Zach do this and actually let his whole vision be told. I was like, honestly, people were complaining about the runtime. You know, people watch Lord of the Rings and all these other four-hour, three-hour movies, and they don't complain. But when it comes to certain movies like this, they want to complain about it. For me, I never looked at the watch. I was never like, oh, when's this next scene coming? Even though, even though a lot of the scenes obviously were shared from the original movie, you know, I knew what was going to happen. I was still excited for it. You know, but like all the stuff, you know, the black suit Superman, the way that Cyborg is literally the heart of the movie, which was so well done. And when like when you go back and see the theatrical and see just how much stuff was taken out, his whole arc is basically gone. And, yeah. you know, you know, even though Ezra Miller, he's definitely he's not my favorite Flash, but instead of, you know, the fact that he's able to save the world and nobody knows about it because he went back in time instead of, you know, saving a family and pushing a car away from the first movie. I mean, that is just, like, not even close. Like, that scene was incredible. And uh, even the villains, like, Ste- Steppenwolf a little bit, you know, his design was awesome. Um, yeah. Obviously, was you know, great. his... Yeah, I mean, and his whole, his whole motivation, you actually kind of feel for him a little bit. The fact that he's just not, like, in love with the mother boxes for no reason, like, in the first movie. He's actually well, trying to, like... Mother, get mother, back. mother, yeah. Oh, that's true. Get, get back, uh, mother, 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 yeah. mother. Like in this one, he's actually just trying to get back in uh, Dark Side's good graces. And you know when he get when he gets, you know, I know Tim talked about it earlier, but when they killed him at the end, you know, I love that they took that shot, whereas uh, Wonder Woman cutting the sword, but it was actually um, cutting his head off, mm-hmm. and like they kicked him back and sent him the Dark Side. I mean, that was fucking awesome. I'm sorry, yeah, but that, that was, was awesome. That was dope as fuck. That whole part. Well, the fact and, that and each also one of them, the fact that each each character had something to do with with, yeah. with with pushing everything back. You had Flash bringing everybody back with time, Superman with what he did, tossing them, uh, Aquaman being there, and then and then Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman taking his head off. They each one of them had a hand in what happened. It was yeah. perfect. Because for Wonder Woman, that makes sense because he he had fucked up the Amazon so bad earlier, and she wanted it that like, she kept on fighting him and like not getting a. Oh, one and up he on teases him. her. He says, and he teases yeah. her. He says that basically her her family's dead, like that everyone yeah. was dead. So of course she was gonna fucking kill him. And also, and also, and also too. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but uh, Silas Cyborg's dad in the movie completely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and Lots of Joe yeah, Morton. Joe, I loved it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Joe, and, it, Joe it, it, and it was great. He's always good with cyborgs, though, man. I also like, too, uh, Alfred got to do a little bit more. I like the scenes with uh, some of the other characters besides Let Bruce, me mention a scene nice. that no one has mentioned yet that I geeked out, and it was me reading more of the Aquaman's New 52 comics, but when Hera... Has that little the little scrimmage with with uh, not Hera Mera uh, Mera uh, with um, with Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf and she she's uh, taking the water out of his fucking like she's just yes. ripping it took the blood Holy took some blood shit. too that was awesome the blood and everything dude I lost my shit because cool. you read that in the, that's in the comic so I was like man because obviously our, our bodies are made out of water so you know if if Aquaman wanted to he could fuck all of, all of us up you get me. Her doing that shit was so dope, man. I lost mm-hmm. my shit in that scene. Well, the so scene that we have I the hate her that... fucking guts. But that yeah, was dope fucking... scene. Yeah. Why does she have an accent, by the way? Oh, like, I, that was gonna bring that. Like, I was gonna bring that up later. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that later. It changed like three times in the movie. We yeah, got seven yeah. people going right now. Just jump in and, and chime in on whatever the hell scene we're talking about, man. This well, is, and, and also, and also too, if I'm gonna mention anything else. 
the fucking score for this movie is awesome. Uh, My the score man, yes. and the the original, the the first one, even though look, Danny Elfman's probably one of the most popular composers of all time. His yeah. stuff is legendary, you know, Batman, uh, whatever. But his Nightmare. score for that first movie, yeah, for it, the score from the the theatrical cut was just like a greatest hits of like, <laughs> uh, of the Batman and Superman. But it didn't really fit within that movie. But uh, Junkie XL, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yep, so good. Yeah. The one scene that we didn't discuss yet, which I, I I think was was really was really great, was the initial flash scene when he w- with the accident. Yeah, when that he gets was Iris. oh my god, yeah. bro! That was Beautiful. so. The whole scene is in slow motion, but oh my god, brother! He's ripping out of the sneakers and you know, like yeah. it had that the glass. Where yes, touching the glass. Touching the glass. It, I have to say that that scene. Made me in the beginning of that scene when he's kind of being like you know dopey Flash and kind of saying things like when he's on the interview, I literally I, I went oh no 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 please don't do this to the Flash Not again right. I thought this yeah. was going to be fixed but then when he does all that when he breaks out of the shoes and he touches the glass and and even like the fun part of him grabbing the hot dog while he saves Iris I thought was cool and then like when he's got the hot dog and he's like oh no this is how I get dogs to like me this is part of why you should hire me yeah, I was like oh no. thank you my, my, thank my, you. my mind went so dirty in that scene where I was like if this guy sticks that hot dog there now I'm like please don't tell me because he grabbed it I thought, I thought he was gonna like Deadpool the shit out of that bro like fucking do it and I'm like wait this is not this type of movie dude but that's exactly where my mind went I'm not gonna lie to you man Oh. I, I love this scene. I think it's a great scene, but I have a feeling Kyle's going to agree with me on this. It is a filler scene. It's not yeah, necessary to the story. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Not at all. But it's a, it's very Evan Peter-ish because it's exactly – it gives you that Quicksilver type of you know look into him getting out there, doing what he has to do, and you know it, it basically explains his powers in, uh, albeit an elongated scene, but it gives you everything that you need to know about what the Flash is able to do in that one scene like that. My favorite Flash scene was uh, the ending, dude, where he's yeah. running oh, and yeah. then he realizes that he has to run so fast and turn back time. That was just used so well. Um, we see him do so much shit in the comics. Um, and I, we didn't get any, even in the scene where they're fighting, uh, underground, uh, how he, he's moving, uh, with, uh, back and forth. Like you didn't get any of that shit. You said yeah. it, um, earlier where he was, uh, where he was awkwardly pushing people out of the way and shit in the, and the Joss cut in this one, obviously he, I thought he was going to grab people and like take them upstairs quickly. We didn't get any of that. But even him dodging, you know, the 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 parademons and all, I thought that that's even that was a nice touch, and it was literally a three second cut that we got. Right. Um, I want to see more of the character. I'm also not a hundred percent on Ezra Miller, but um, mm-hmm. it's who we got. Are you we know, gonna bring it to each other? the girl and then never addressed it. Yeah, right? no, no, that that's just a whole different fucking. That's a whole other episode, brother. Which is odd too, because they fired other Warner Brothers has fired people like the dude who played huh? Ralph Diddley on The Flash. He got canned for old no. tweets, and that was did that. He really? that doesn't happen. Yeah, he did. Jeez, man, like, I didn't know if the Flash thing was still going on, uh, still happening with Ezra. I thought he was gonna be canned like this, to be completely honest with you. But hey, you know what? They're keeping Amber Heard. They're keeping him. No, they fired uh, Amber Heard. I heard that was a rumor. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, did they? I heard that was a rumor. 
That was oh. a rumor that went around for like two days, and then and then it, uh, I think her publicist or she wrote like I'm not fired from this or Warner. Somebody said that it was not official. So yeah, that was for Aquaman Familia too, right? Yeah, yeah, people were pushing Familia Clark to recast as as Mara. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. No, don't don't let her touch it. Like she 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 deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Kyle! <laughs> that that was that was cold teeing it up for Kyle because I already I heard about the Amelia Clark stuff, so that had to be put in there. Um, you know what this yeah, movie yeah, needed yeah. more of? Margot Robbie. That's it. This that's what we needed. Not just a reference that she died at some point or whatever. Yeah, she's dead. Like, which is stupid. Like we're gonna kill off the part that people like it from Suicide Squad, right? Well, It'll work. It's not like it's gonna be like another Infinity War where obviously they're going back and they're gonna fix it because they still have Flash to be able to do that shit. So I'm telling you, we're be... not getting this movie. You're not gonna get this nightmare sequence thing. We had what? Up, we had. We I, have I just Shazam two. We have Aquaman two. We have Black Adam. We have the Batman. This whole trilogy of Batman coming. Like I don't think we're getting another Justice League for a long time. And if we do, it's not going to be the Flash. Like we're not going to be getting this nightmare sequence thing. Where is that coming down the road? Do you do you don't think that Warner Brothers pumped in this money to potentially revive that IP? I don't think that's I don't think yeah I don't think that's the reason they did it but I think that they're seeing the dollar signs right now is what I'm thinking I'm they thinking they're, to, they're seeing they what, what if they looked if they were watching social media the way that they were and they took this little you know this little campaign to get this film made and then finally made it because they could you know they they saw the, the potential in it there's no way that they can just say, nah, we're all done, we're finished. I don't see that that's the case. And and Zack Snyder can tell me till the cows come home that he has no interest in, in making another superhero movie. That shit is bullshit. He would make that movie. He just, it's, all he needs is this, and then he would make that. But if but they're just, thinking that this is going to be, if, if they're thinking it's going to be as big as this, they're, they have to consider it. It just logistically doesn't make sense with all the movies they already have coming out set with writers and directors and everything ready to go. But also, if you look at the actors, Ben Affleck's not coming back. He's going to be in the Flash movie, and then that's it. You have um, people like Jared Leto, who's burnt out by it. You have um, – what's his name? Joe Maganello. Like, he's like, – How is Jared like, Leto burnt out by it? He did if, one and a he, half – the one and a half. The guy literally like, shows quarter. up on – he didn't. He shows up on screen, and people immediately just have to point out how he's the worst Joker ever. Like he, he like he's got to get burnt out on it, right? Everybody well, no, I, I think everyone thing, but again. That's that's given what he got with the air cut, which I admit he fucking sucks. I'm sorry, he sucks. But guess what? Those nine, the, that that eight minute scene or less that we got with him, I was like, there you go. Where was this guy? You know, but it was what was given to him. It was the material that was given to him. And I guarantee you, a lot of people will tell you, hey, I'll take I'll take nightmare scene Joker over fucking Suicide Squad Joker any day. Absolutely. You know, and if you again, bro, it's all about word of mouth. Of course, he's here. He's tired of hearing how much he stuck to Suicide Squad because he fucking did. If everybody tells him, goes to Jared Leto's head right now and be like, hey, you were fucking great in that fucking eight minutes of Snyder Cut. They'll probably reconsider it. I, that's just how I feel. Like you I, know, it's it's. And it seems like everyone's been reinvigorated by the fact that they got to come back and reshoot some of these scenes. And, you know, Maganello has said that he still wants to play Deathstroke. And, you know, Leto was more than happy to come back and do the Joker scene the way he did. So I, and even, even, um, 
uh, what's it called? Even Affleck. Affleck had said after the original Justice League, he was done completely. Now he signed up to do Flash. He came back to do the reshoots for, for Zack Snyder's Justice League. You yep. know, I, I mean, and and going to your point that, yes, with everything that they have going on, it doesn't really make any sense, but I just will throw this into one thing. This is Warner Brothers in DC. Anything is possible because they can just they just turn on a dime when it comes to to anything with DC. So if they think it's going to make them money, they will they will move forward with it. And I and I, I think that they have to be looking at the positive press that this got and at the popularity of it and they got to say that hey, we we may have something here. We may need to do this. And I just think it's Justice what, League itself I, is too I, valuable on IP to let it go, yeah. to let it fail. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if you imagine if the Avengers failed for Marvel. Like what they would have had to do to try to like save the franchise because that would have crashed the MCU right there. And I think with Zack Snyder's Justice League, by the reaction that it's getting from everyone, it seems it's, like it's overwhelmingly positive. So they got to reconsider. Yeah, no, it is, and it uh, it's what one of the highest rated DC films right now. Yep. Yeah, there was a ninety-seven percent fan score, and he think was oh, like that, those, those are the those are the uh, those are the Snyder. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. No, that's <laughs> right, I, I, I take like, that with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. somewhere between 75 and 90-something. So let's say 85 or 80, whatever you want to call it. It's probably somewhere, you know, the real score will probably be somewhere it's, in the middle. It's, it's solid, man. I, I feel like, honestly, like even rating it, man, it's it's one of the, like, it's definitely in the top four for me um, of the uh, DCU. It'll be it'll be pretty hard for me to rank because now, like, there, I'm just happy that there's now – like given the MC uh, DCU films that we got, I I feel like some are I we have more positive than negatives now with this with this cut, you know yeah. and and you know again we're we're all we're, you know we're all in this show because or well you guys started this show um because you're you're comic book fans man and you don't want fucking these movies to fail we shit on them because we care exactly right. you know like that's right. exactly why 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 these movies get the shit end of the fucking stick. Um, but just seeing when one works, this is probably why everybody's like, because no one had hope for this film and no one thought that this movie was going to be that much better than what it is. That's why, that's probably why we're praising it. You know, Kyle sucks. So whatever. He doesn't know shit. <laughs> oh man. Nobody, nobody thought it existed. And then <laughs> exactly. So that's probably why I'm also uh, again like I was like Kyle or like the Kyle, the fucking Snyder cut doesn't exist. Stop it. We got a bad Justice League movie. That's just a you know that's life. It is what it is. And now that we have one, I'm like fuck yeah. Like no, this could this could revamp. And if Warner, it'd be a fucking mistake if they don't go. It'd be a mistake if they don't go for it. There's, I don't because think look, so. I think I, we're, we're obviously. I think this is it. Like I think I really think they're done with Snyder. Like they don't want to touch this anymore. But People do you think they're done like, with fans got what they wanted. Well, Kyle, do you think they're and when you say they're done with huh? Snyder, which I agree with you, I don't think Zack Snyder's directing another DCU movie, but do you think maybe they bring in another director for a Justice League sequel? I don't think so. I think what they're gonna we're gonna see happen is we're slowly gonna work towards something else. Maybe we'll get another Justice League, but it's not with this cast of characters we got right now. Think about the Flash that we have coming up, right? Who's been announced in that? Michael Keaton. We have a Supergirl coming in it. We have all these different pieces that are gonna be a part of it. I think that movie's gonna be a reset. We're gonna keep Momoa. We're gonna keep Gal Gadot and probably Ezra Miller too. 
but we're going to have a different cast of characters. Uh, a bat. We're going to have Michael Keaton as Batman in there. We're going to have, I don't know, uh, Shazam. Zachary Levi might be in there, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly thought that the Flash movie, because they. I think the first thing that they announced, isn't this movie called The Flashpoint Paradox? They don't no, have a title just yet. No, they don't title, but it's supposed to be based on. The I Flashpoint. know a couple of years ago that was that they were gonna do Flashpoint. I thought that was the first Flash film, and oh, I'm they, like, this they is had just, like ten scripts is, already for this movie. They've had yeah, like ten different and I'm scripts like, this and directors. Is, I'm yeah. like, this. The only reason why this is happening is because DC needs to hit that reset button because of all the fuck ups. But most, I mean, Wonder Woman eighty four aside, prior to that, like they've been getting some hits. You know, yeah, they've they been were. getting on base at least. You know, yeah. DC and, needs um, a Kevin Feige. That's what they need. They need someone at the helm who's going to be controlling and making sure right. all of this has a plan and we know what we're doing because we okay. don't. Warner Brothers has been doing this since the beginning. They're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and mm. going from there. Well, like they, they, they just they tried to do that with Superman Jeff Johns. That was their guy. He was going to be their Kevin Feige. That didn't work. Yeah. No, and he's got the lawsuits against him because of Ray Fisher, you know, like yep. they, it's just it's it's kind of a mess right now. And I feel like they're just trying to stay away from that as much as possible. Like when they just announced a Superman movie, there's apparently a third Wonder Woman movie coming. There's a third uh, Harley Quinn movie coming. Like all this stuff's in line. Where are they going to squeeze in Justice League? I think and if anything, it's at least seven, eight years down the road and it won't have anything to do with what we just saw. I mean, you might be, you could be 100% right. I know, no, but you're right, though, Kyle. Like, I, we've been talking about it on this show for a while. That's what the DCU really needs is a Kevin Feige, one guiding hand to pretty much say, hey, listen, this is where we're mapping out. This is what we need to follow, and that's it. I mean, I think at DC Fandom last year, though, they did talk about Jim Lee essentially overseeing TV and overseeing the films as well and treating it all as one multiverse now, and they're trying to go with the DC approach because with DC Comics, what separates them from Marvel is the fact that their multiverse is their bread and butter, and they're trying to yeah, lean yeah. into it, and hopefully the mainstream audience can buy into it and, and jump on board. But, I mean, who knows? Well, one film that this movie does tease the hell out of, in the one scene between Lex Luthor and uh, Deathstroke, is a Batman, the Batman solo movie that we never yeah. got. That was supposed to be yes. Ben Affleck's... That setup was perfect. Written. Yes. Yeah. And I watched, I watched that scene... And I turned, I, I I watched the movie with some friends and I turned to them and I was like, I want the Batman movie this is setting up. And I know I'm never going to get it because I want it with yeah. Ben Affleck as two and I, I want it with Salty Alfred, Jeremy Irons. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I want that Batman movie more than I want Nightmare Justice League, to be honest with you. Absolutely. I, I'm more on, I'm more on Kyle's end with this Batman film since they already have the Patterson thing. It wrapped already, you know. Oh, it's yeah. not gonna happen. Um, and not I gonna feel, happen. I yeah, I feel like the Affleck movie was gonna have Deathstroke, but they also he also teased that they were gonna grab the Riddler in the in the uh, film, which is what we're getting with the Patterson film with the Matt Reeves film. Yeah. Um, but agreed. Uh, I think uh, seeing Deathstroke on the big screen because well, obviously we saw him in Arrow and and um, but seeing what we got that that's what I wanted too. And they kind of gave like that Spider-Man Far From Home where everybody knows that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. He tells he not everybody, but you know Deathstroke knows a fucking hitman knows who the fuck you are. You know, like yeah. that. How shit awesome for me is that? Been, Deathstroke yeah, hunting Batman, knowing he's Bruce Wayne. That's so yeah. good. Oh my God. And, and, and just the, the thought of like the the pure nerve of do, giving us a Batman movie where it's our first Batman movie in this universe with Deathstroke as the villain, and Deathstroke is not 
like someone like if you ask someone like Batman fans, okay, who, who would you want as your first Batman villain in this? Deathstroke wouldn't be there. So I really like the ambition of that. And I guess that's I'm really disappointed we're not gonna get it. Never say yeah. never, bro. I always have hope. Well. I always have hope. <laughs> never know. It could be HBO Max direct film. Who the hell knows? I mean, there you go. I mean I'll, I'll take it. I'll take well, it. Ed, Ed, like like you just like you just said. So with this whole Josh um Zack Snyder thing. Maybe Don't not right now. Sorry, sorry. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Maybe not right now. But I can see in a couple of years Zach coming back and doing his own kind of Justice League kind of movie, because obviously Warner Brothers they're not going to give him a two hundred million dollar budget. No one's going to get a two hundred million dollar budget now. Everything going on. Yeah. But I think yeah. if if you make you know direct to HBO Max movies for you know sixty seventy million dollars, I think you could see a Zack Snyder Justice League movie. In the future, maybe not right now, but definitely, I think because of the buzz and the um, and also too with the direction, because DC now, I mean, what well, Warner Brothers now, compared to you know back in 2016, 2017, you know they didn't they weren't necessarily worried about trying to catch up with Marvel and had a crisis of oh you know we can't have this because it's too dark and da 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 you know now they don't care about that because now this they can do any type of movie they want because all the DC characters can fit in different genres. So it doesn't really matter, you know, if you want to have one type of Justice League movie with Zack Snyder that people want to see and you want to have a new one that you want to come up with, you know, with these new characters, you can do that. So I feel like even if it's not right now, you know, down the line, it can happen. So never say never. Yeah, and I think the anti-life equation uh, setup that they have is is just like Infinity War for, for Marvel. is going to be that, that middle, you know, shit goes completely awry and then, you know, they're going to have to pick up the pieces again. Um, in the third film, so I mean, it's it's definitely they again. They see that it works. They've seen that you know Marvel do something similar. They know that if you're going to do a trilogy like this, you you have to have that 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 second you know scene where the where the good guys do get their ass kicked. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good storyline. He set it up real nice for them. So if even if he's not involved, you know, they they have a story where they can continue to go down this road if they wanted it. I mean, they they showed it in the vision, like when Darkseid used the fucking the. The fucking what's the beam? Potty mouth on this guy. Sorry. The, what's the what's <laughs> what's the what's fucking boom tube? Back, back. What's the, no the when he when uh cyborg saw the vision of what happened when they brought back Superman. The he, like, he killed, it's, when dark, it's when the dark side killed version. Aquaman and when he and he like touched Superman when uh, Lois died like that like that whole scene was awesome too. Yeah, but the we got to see Dark Side you know kick ass a little bit, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Even though like even though he didn't do anything in the final in the final battle. Him being there and seeing that, and like them, like kind of looking at him and sizing him up was chills. Well, that was like, of uh, Steppenwolf at the end is pretty brutal, and this this movie yeah. is R rated, by the way. And yeah, you can yeah. see things are a lot more brutal. And the way I kind of thought about it was like it seemed like they were brutal in oh similar ways of the Seven is brutal in the Boys, but again, like Jader, when you mentioned earlier, not to that extreme because if you're familiar with the Boys. That goes really off the wall, yeah. crazy of how violent that gets. Plus, like, superhero that, team based on them. I don't. Yeah. I don't have milk around my house because of that show anymore. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie's rated R because Batman. <laughs> 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 
That's like one, like cyborg one, 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 no. cyborg says fuck. Cyborg Batman says fuck. Batman, Batman, Batman says fuck. There's a couple. I, there's I, it's somebody else. Somebody Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman literally killed that guy in the beginning. Like his hat floated on the car. Like she was like, it's done. Like, he's, he's yeah, Wonder Woman did like, She didn't just kill that guy. She obliterated, obliterated that guy. Yeah. Into <laughs> but just the uh, hat was left. Am, am I right? Did, so you guys, did you guys catch? Uh, did you guys catch? Uh, Hold on, hold on. Right, right. Stop the explosion by blowing up a building. Okay. Yeah. So, so go off the side walk. of it. No one blew it up. She's knocked off a couple yeah, windows. Yeah, couple yeah, windows, that'll be fine. If you want me to nitpick, that's where I'll nitpick. I have to stop this major explosion, but I am going to blow the whole side of a building out and watch this guy disintegrate in front of all these children. See, my okay. further that's nitpick fine. was, was she flying that suitcase out or oh, was she jumping? Fine. That's my yeah, issue. Yeah, she was jumping. She was jumping really high. Did you guys catch uh, Jimmy Olsen in the film? No, actually, I didn't. Where no. he was the he was one of the cops Ooh. in the he was one of the cops. All right, so that's yeah. a little Easter egg. That's a, that's another one that I had written down. Remember when Lois the original Olsen Superman? Off, uh, he's the original Jimmy Olsen. He's not playing Jimmy Olsen. Hey, he's playing a cop. Oh, oh okay. Goes, All right. She goes to drop yeah. off the coffee, and he goes, "You never miss a day." He's yeah, Jimmy Olsen in the in in yeah. He's the Jimmy oh, Olsen in the uh, Richard Donner. I thought that was really cool. Hey, but me, I saw well, like, oh, Let me ask you guys a question. Maybe I missed it. How does Darkseid not remember? Earth. Yes. Where, where yes. Yes. No, that was a fuck up. <laughs> yes. Tim, let me tell you something that. Because let me tell you something. Tom Brady remembers what that one fucking game he lost in 2017. He's never <laughs> going to forget that fucking game. Don't That's compare no Tom Brady to that was, okay? uh, Tom Brady just <laughs> one, one battle he lost. That was How my biggest. Where the anti life equation is. That was my biggest problem with the movie because Steppenwolf has this moment and tells him of it. And I was just like, but wait, you guys left the mother boxes here because you got your asses kicked. Like, you don't normally just drop mother boxes. Like, so if the mother boxes are calling to you, you know this is the place we got our asses kicked. This is where the mother boxes are, and this is the anti-life equation. Like, I didn't understand why that was a big revelation. Like that that didn't make sense to me. Well, I think I thought the mother boxes were there, but I don't if I recall though, he didn't wasn't aware that the anti-life equation was on Earth though. He knew about the mother no, boxes. Definitely so wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I, but Steppenwolf didn't know it was there either. He just stumbled upon it. So it could have been. I mean, look, it, uh, they didn't. Uh, if they would have went into that storyline, maybe they would have. The movie would have been another twenty-five minutes long. But yeah. I mean, they could possibly have. You know, it could possibly have said that whoever put the anti-life there was put there by someone who didn't make it out of the battle, and they didn't know that it wasn't there. So it, you know, it could have been put in. Dark side put it there in the beginning. Wasn't no, that the whole thing no. got there. I mean, he might have. He, he didn't, thought, but. Man. Because I, from what I interpreted, that it was always on Earth. It's just that I guess he forgot. Because I mean, Aries did mess him up pretty good, you which is pretty it. sick too. Yeah, it was. Because I'm like, I'm like, who the hell, like, who the hell is gonna stop Darkseid pre-Justice League, pre like a thousand years, and mm -hmm. fucking and freaking Aries, Aries like and Zeus. Awesome. Put him down in like so a good. second. Awesome. Yeah. Aries and Zeus, yeah. it's awesome. Okay, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up quick right now. Just give a quick hit of. Where does Zack Snyder's Justice League fall on your DCU rankings? We'll close that out, and then we're going to hand it off to J Jader and Kyle so they can knock out their show. Uh, we'll go around the horn. Kyle, where does Zack Snyder's Justice League land for you quick? You had to rank them quick. Um, I would. It's not better than Shazam, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Man of Steel. 
I probably put it about five. Like I enjoy it. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I just don't think it's anything special. But yeah, probably around five. Right there with I think Batman vs Superman. Okay, uh, an ultimate edition, or you're talking about like theatrical? Yeah, ultimate. I, I put it about right there. Okay, Tony, where do you got? Where does this land for you? Uh, I have it. I, I I slotted it at number two. So I have uh, Man of Steel at one. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2, Aquaman 3, Wonder Woman 4, Shazam 5, uh, BVS uh, Ultimate Edition 6, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84, Justice League Suicide Squad. Okay, interesting. Uh, Jada, what do you got? Where does this land for you? Um, fuck, bro. If you're putting me under pressure... Uh, always. <laughs> I want to say pressure. maybe number four. I would have Man of Steel... Wonder Woman and Shazam kind of flip back and forth to me, but I would say Wonder Woman, Shazam, uh, uh, Justice League, then Aquaman, um, and the rest. I don't know, just kind of like just fall. Whatever, toss place. it over. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> this should be definitely. I, I do have to definitely say my bottom two are. Are we counting twenty seventeen? Uh, Justice League because it, yep, it, 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 it doesn't exist. So the bottom, bottom of the, the bottom of the barrel for me, let me tell you, man, it was Suicide Squad for such a long time, but I, I just have a disgust taste with Wonder Woman 80, 80, 1984 <laughs> that I want to put that wow. at the fucking bottom of the fucking Woo! barrel now. So now it's 84. I want to say Suicide Squad and then uh, Justice League right on top of that. And then... Um, I forgot what else I'm missing. Probably Man of Steel. I mean, not Man of Steel. Uh, Leave BBS somewhere here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, Batman versus Superman, and then Birds of Prey under that. Fair enough. This should be interesting, Tim. Where does it land for you? I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'll just say three or four, somewhere okay. around there. I'm not going to get into the nice. whole thing. Three or four, nice, probably. Nice. Um, and, and real quick, I just want to say, again, nitpicking. There's no way they'd have one janitor cleaning that whole goddamn Star Labs. One mop. One oh, God. <laughs> Never. There it is. Never. It's that, you know what I'm saying? That scene drives me crazy. That scene actually makes me mad. You can have one guy cleaning that whole goddamn Star Labs and that spaceship. Never happened. Never happened. That's, That's all I'm going to say. Right. Bert, where does it land for you? Uh, same for Tim. I have to see it a couple more times, but it's uh, top three, top four. Okay. Jason? Yeah. So I got it at five. Uh, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Shazam, Aquaman. They are my, my fixed four. Uh, then it comes in five. And and I just want to point out, Tony will appreciate this, Man of Steel has jumped a great deal. Nice. I, had it, I, I had it lower, but, but I realized I was being unfair to it. I had only seen it once. So Man of Steel comes in a very close, uh, close six to Justice League Snyder Cut now. Um, so, I, so again, I really liked it, but I do think... The four that I, I mentioned, I still think are better films. The ones okay. that are above it. For me personally, it lands at number three. I got Shazam, Wonder Woman, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Man of Steel, Aquaman, um, Birds of Prey, probably uh, Justice League, and then Wonder Woman 84, and then Suicide Squad, like somewhere at the bottom. I mean, the bottom's pretty bad, though. So it's, uh, it's pretty bad stuff. But uh, listen, thanks, everybody, for joining in. This is a wild uh, – we had seven people going. Jader, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Tim, thanks for joining us. Jader, let's gotta, go get ready. Yeah, we, we got to go hand it off to them. So uh, thanks for signing in. Catch all the shows on Pop Culture Pros throughout the week, A to Z, Just Too Sweet. Um, 
you know, Millennium Meltdown, all of his shows. Uh, I don't know. He just he, he jumped off. He's getting ready. So, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, you guys got a whole big thing. I know you guys got a guest too. So, and uh, thanks everybody for checking us out on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or the audio version only. Thanks so much. We'll be back next Wednesday uh, with a new fa- episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier and a bunch of CW stuff. So take it easy and have when a great you jumping day. Jumping into Marvel films, dude. Ah, uh, oh MCU when or you- hold on, MCU or pre-Marvel. Whatever you guys MCU. want, man. We are what jumping. Are we're going to jump around. All right, so whatever. We're going to jump around a little bit. We're going to do Dread. We're going to do some non-franchise stuff after non-fran- this. Non-franchise, okay. All right, we're going to jump a little that. I'll give you a heads up because I know you're a huge fan too, and Tim as well. Uh, but then we're going to jump We're gonna jump around pre-MCU. Like, I watched 1994 Fantastic Four yes. over, the, over my vacation. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's exactly. It's, it's, oh, it's awful. It's disgusting. But, but it's come on, beautiful it's gotta, trash. It's got to be fun to talk about, though. Why not, dude? All right. When when you guys, if you guys don't do the Phantom or or the Shadow, we're gonna. I'm gonna be real pissed. So when you guys talk about those, let's jump into those because those are fun films. Dude, send me some so ideas. Fun. Send no, us some ideas. We're down. I'm up. I'm up for I doing the Phantom you, or the Shadow. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Shadow's a fun movie. I gotta get the Shadow's a fun movie. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, 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 dude, we'll talk, man. I'll send you a fucking list of comments. Dude, we're Doth Lundgren, Punisher. We're doing all of it, man. Oh, Don't trust Han- me. Yes. I, Hancock, we're going to do them all, baby. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, that's you. Anyone's got to look forward to. We're going to get wild and then we'll get into the MCU because we know MCU is going to be a big circle jerk for a lot of us. So, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Exactly. Everywhere. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Take it easy, everyone. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good night. Stay safe, man. Peace. Later.